The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Thursday already? Holy cow. (laughs) It is Thursday, July 20th, 2023. The Monty Show as always, is presented by our good friends at the Advocates. Don't forget the Advocates are working with the the people at the Road Home. The Road Home, one of the greatest advocates for the homeless community in this entire country. In fact, they are working really hard to send homeless kids to school with the bare essentials and equipment that they need. If you've got a dollar, if you've got five dollars, a million dollars. Make a donation. Venmo the Advocates. Advocates donations. Advocates donations at Venmo. All of that money helps kids with things like socks. Making sure that kids who are going to school have multiple pairs of underwear to wear to school. Have pants. Have t-shirts. Have pencils and papers. The things that they need to succeed and thrive in their education. The Road Home partnered with our good friends at the Advocates. Make a donation today. Venmo the uh, advocates at advocates donations. There you see on the screen.com. So without further ado, obviously, uh, I think the biggest story in sports again today, and I feel like it's every day on this show Mm -hmm. because the last couple of weeks, there's been so much talk about the Pac-12 in this TV situation. And again, I will state right off the top, as I have said for months and months, I don't believe for a second that any of the 10 teams in this conference are actively interested in leaving. Like, can't wait to get out of here. Man, this place is falling apart. I believe that all 10 of the remaining teams, and that means outside of USC and UCLA, all 10 of these remaining teams in the Pac-12, schools, excuse me, if they had it their way in a perfect case, would stay together in the Pac-10 as a unit. Because I think they know that they are better together. I think they know that they make more money together away from athletics. I think if they had their druthers, they would stay together. But based on what we are hearing now, and it's a little surprising where this is coming from, the Pac-12 has a TV deal that supposedly, and I say supposedly because how many times are we going to fall for this? Supposedly, the Pac-12 TV deal is being presented today. This tweet from Brett McMurphy at the Action Network. Colorado Chancellor Phil DiStefano tells the Denver Post. The Pac-12's new media partnership is expected to be presented to league chancellors and presidents Thursday by Commissioner George Klyovkov. That would be today. Mm Mm-hmm. Stefano saying, quote, I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what the commissioner has to say. But at this point, the 10 schools are staying together and awaiting a message from the commissioner. Colorado's goal is to stay within the Pac-12, have a media deal coming up shortly. That is our goal. And I believe the presidents and chancellors of, chancellors of the Pac-12 are together on that. Now, obviously, what's really interesting about that is is that it's Phil DiStefano saying that, who, of course, Colorado has been one of the most hotly rumored universities to be pulling the ripcord on the Pac-12 and going to the Big 12, which I think 
if I had to put betting odds on it, I would still maintain that Colorado is the most likely university to jump. But it is a little surprising to see and really to read that Chancellor DiStefano is talking about, hey, we're staying together. Hey, the 10 universities are unified. Hey, we're together. Hey, we're just waiting. Now, he hasn't said that nobody's leaving. He hasn't said that Colorado's not leaving. What he said was, we're staying together, waiting for this information from George Klyovkov. But you'll have to forgive me, Jake, if I'm a if I'm a bit of a skeptic here, and I am at this point, you'll have to forgive me because I think we've heard this before. Yeah, we absolutely have heard this before. And I think that that the uh I, I think that, you know, the the issue is is it's groundhog day all over again. I mean, we've played how many you know, clips and videos of, of Kirk Schultz up at Washington State and his meetings and his board literally using the terminology, you know, hey, it's a bit of a groundhog day on this topic. We're getting the same thing over and over again, and it never seems to come to an end. And so when I see, you know, Chancellor at Colorado, Phil DiStefano, uh, you know, talking about, you know, what he's talking about here, like, yeah, sure, that's great, Phil, that you're excited about what you know, Klyovkov is coming to present. I would I would expect you to feel positively about the fact that it's a media rights deal is going to be presented to you. Um, but the difference is, is that I'm not so sure that it's an exciting media rights deal. I mean, again, we need to know, A, you know, what's the balance of power between linear and streaming? B, how many years yes. is it? And C, what is each school going to get, obviously? And I think that's the trouble with it is like, what what else would, would you know, a chancellor in the Pac-12 right now say what what else would you would you want to put out there because again I, I think this question of messaging and how the Pac-12s handled the media uh is really a big one because I think there's a lot of people who feel like hey like this this messaging is coming out one day before your media day so is this a smoke screen is this them you know, trying to kind of put this topic to bed. So when tomorrow gets here, they can just say, oh yeah, you know, just, just like, you know, just like we've been saying, we've got a TV deal on deck and it's going to yeah. come out mid next week. And then it doesn't come out till like October. I mean, is that what this is? I don't well, know. But I, I, think I think this, what the skeptics are going to say is this is the PAC 12 putting out a message to deflect and give them something positive to focus on for football media day tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a little sense. But if you're Phil DiStefano at Colorado, what's the win in putting out misinformation? I don't know what that could be. Yeah. I don't know if there is no TV deal. And I, I, I mean, we have no reason to think that Phil DiStefano is lying. Why would he do that? Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think at some point in this world, and I know this is crazy talk, but at some point in this world, don't we have to start taking people at face value? Yeah. And I, <laughs> I, I mean, he straight up says... You know, the, it, Brett McMurphy, the Action Network, straight up says Phil DiStefano told the Denver Post that the Pac-12's new media partnership is expected to be presented to league chancellors and presidents today. They have a deal. That's what this says. Yeah. And the question is, to me, and I, I know we've said this repeatedly on this show, it's not a question of will the Pac-12 get a TV deal. Yeah. They're getting a TV deal. The biggest question is, who's going to sign the grant of rights based on how much that TV deal is worth? Yeah. I think that's the that's the only question. It's the beginning. It's the end. How many of the 10 remaining schools are going to sign the grants of rights? And I, I just cannot believe that you're going to use the language that Phil DiStefano used 
if you don't have at least some idea of what the value of this deal is and that you don't have some inclination that you're likely going to sign the grant of rights and stay in the conference. Because again, and you tell me, as I'm sure you will, this sounds like a guy who wants to be in the conference. This sounds like a guy to me anyways. CU's goal is to stay within the Pac-12 and have a media deal coming up shortly. That sounds like a guy who wants to stay in the conference. Yeah, I mean, it definitely sounds like someone who wants to stay in the conference. I just think that we can't, I don't know, at least for me, I'm not going to give I'm not going to give these guys the benefit of the doubt of hey why would they lie? I don't think he's lying. I just think that what else are you going to say? What else is he going to say? He's not going to say the conference is burning to the ground and no. the TV deal is not coming. And he's not going to say all this negative stuff. And, and that's just the reality of it. So so for me, like I just look at it and I say, yeah, I, I'm sure he wants to stay in the in the Pac-12 because I've always agreed the the schools want to stay together. Like in a perfect world, they want to stay together because overall it is a good conference. Like outside of, you know, the most important stuff, which is your P&L sheet, uh, outside of that, it's a really good conference, right? When you look at, you know, athletics and academics and just everything going on, it's a good conference. The problem is, is it's not run well. So again, these schools would like to maintain their relationships. They want to stay together, but that's different than, hey, they're never going to leave. No one's saying that. What we're saying is, hey, they would like to stay together, but if this media deal is 19.7 or 20, dude, people are going to leave. That's the reality of the situation. And, and, and I will I will tell you this as well. And it's never changed. If it's $25 million or less, I think you're losing a minimum of two teams. Arizona and Colorado, I believe, will not stay for that. Mm-hmm. I think if it's $25 million or more, I think you're going to keep all 10 teams together because it makes no sense to change your relationships and go through the the expense of and the the politics of and the sensationalism of moving to the Big 12 for roughly 5 million dollars. Yeah. That that just doesn't make a lot of sense. If it's 30 million, if it's 35 million, there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. But the other question I have is if it was going to be 30 to 35 million dollars, a that deal would have been done already right? B, we talk to people in the TV industry all the time and go back on the channel, listen to what we've said about the the PAC 12 media deal. We've done it on almost a daily basis. The reason we have been so far ahead of the news curve is because the people we talk to are dialed. And I will tell you, we have talked to half a dozen people, not one person, including our, our sources at ESPN, not one person it's like, oh yeah, they have a, a deal. It's everybody has said, I have no idea what this deal is they're working on. I have no idea what they're what they're announcing or what they're presenting to their presidents. That's the hard part about this. Is here we are, well on in time from from this tweet right here that was yesterday at six thirty p.m. We're almost twenty four hours past this. Have you heard any rumors? Have you heard any sourcing? Have you heard anyone say, oh yeah, hey, that deal that's being presented is? You haven't. And that's troubling because whether you're a Pac-12 fan or not, you must agree, the Pac-12 
has more leaks than a crack pipe, dude. Mm-hmm. Like it is not hard to get information in this conference, and yet not one person, not one president, athletic director, football player, has said word one about this. Yet you have the the one of the best tight ends in the country at San Diego State saying, "Oh yeah, we were told eighteen months ago we're going to, or, or twelve months ago we're going to the Pac-12." Straight up said that today. Um. But it's amazing to me that here we are and we're we're buying into this again. Yeah. And it's, it, it, frankly, second day in a row on this show, I'm going to say it. It's frustrating, man. I'm over this whole thing where we're sitting here wondering and, well, hey, because I, as I told you, the sources we talk to on a regular basis don't have any idea what this is about. By the way, all of our management sources in the Pac-12 who have routinely called us don't have a word to say about it, which is a little surprising. Yeah. And it gives me pause and it makes me wonder, well, is there really a deal? Because I believe we were the first ones who told you about NBC Universal. I believe we were the first ones who told you that CW was out. Thanks. I believe we we're the first ones who told you on this show uh, that Ion TV and Script Sports were out. I believe we were the first ones who told you that Fox Sports is out on Tier 1 and likely out altogether on the Pac-12. We told you that last September. I know we were the first ones who told you, hey, ESPN and Amazon, ESPN's not going to compete with Amazon. Yep. They don't view them as competition. I'm telling you, not one person who's told us and who we've talked to in this industry knows the details or believes that there's a TV deal. And that's hard for me to swallow, man. Because, again, as somebody who's watched this conference since its inception and as somebody who, frankly, believes in the quality of the Pac-12, this is frustrating now because it's not it's no longer December or right after the holidays or in a couple of weeks or imminent. It's no longer any of that. It's, it's July 20th, and Football Media Day is tomorrow. And you're, you're dangling this carrot in front of everybody saying, hey, we have a media deal. It's going to be presented. Yet it doesn't sound like it was presented. And I hope, I hope that's not the case. I hope this is not just a deflection tactic to try and move the, the, the narrative at Football Media Day tomorrow. Yeah. I, I hope that's not what this is. Because if that's what this is, it is an absolute tragedy for a conference and for membership that deserves better. Because the Pac-12, and again, I know a lot of people hate the Pac-12, and I don't know why, but I know a lot of people hate the Pac-12. I'll, I'll die on the hill that the Pac-12 was a better football conference than the Big 12 last year. Pac this 10. conference deserves better. It's a quality football conference. Dog shit basketball conference. Quality <laughs> football conference. Yeah. yeah. Strong women's sports conference. Like, this conference deserves better. Yeah, and I think that, you know, unfortunately they've chosen bad leadership and that's what's what's led them here. And unfortunately, it just it just is kind of it is what it is. That's the situation they're in. Do they deserve better? Yeah. Are they getting better? No. Nope. And I think, you know, again, I I I still maintain when it's all said and done, when we actually get a deal and it's done and it's announced and it's public and this topic can finally die and go to bed, I wonder what we'll think about the decision not to not to 
merge or do a deal when Fox and ESPN came to you because I still think point. that's the benchmark moment, man. That's the benchmark moment when the snowball started rolling down the hill because if you had done that, you'd had a deal and you wouldn't be here and the Big 12 would be in your position. Yeah, I... And again, I agree with what Brett Yormark said the 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 other week at Big 12 Media Day, a week ago at Big 12 Football Media Days, when Brett Yormark talked about the fact this is an incredibly difficult market. This is a really difficult market. And, you know, talking about the fact that the deal that the Big 12 got last year is probably not around now. The media market today isn't what it was when we did our deal in the fall. And I am just so thrilled that we got our deal done early because I'm not sure if I didn't do that deal then that that deal exists today. You know, there's an opportunity cost to chasing a deal. You know, if I was right. in the if I had been in the market all year chasing a deal, all the things that we talked about earlier and right. I addressed yesterday wouldn't have happened because I would have been I would have had a singular focus on one thing. The fact that we were able to get that thing done early and in 90 days gave us the latitude and the ability to chase all the other things we're doing now. So we, we, we really leveraged that moment uh, to the extent that we could, and it's built incredible mom momentum for us. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Spot uh, and, on. And I think that's the biggest issue that you're, you're battling inside of the Pac-12 is that you don't have that kind of momentum now. And you've spent the last 12 months backsliding while really – the SEC and the Big 12 have really pushed forward, right? The SEC's relationship with ESPN, I think, is hugely important. I think you look at, at the initiatives that – now, I, I also understand that the SEC, you know, got that huge win with the Omni Hotel in Dallas. I mean, that's unbelievable. Right. But you look at the Big 12 and you look at the initiatives inside the Big 12, and, I mean, it, it's, it's awfully difficult to argue – that there hasn't been substantial damage done to the Pac-12 in the last 12 months. Yeah. Like, it is it is undeniable. Well, and I think, again, and, and maybe I'm off on this, but I think as time goes on, dude, as time goes on, the damage will continue because I, I, I still maintain the unseen things, right? The lack of recruiting, the, 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 the lack of partnerships coming into the conference, right? Both academic and, and, and athletic. Right. Like just the lack of opportunity that's that's occurring because you don't have your path forward is hurting you like you can't measure. It's difficult to measure missed opportunity. Hey, where would the conference be if they'd have said yes to the merger with the Big 12 or if they'd have gone out to market early and done a deal with Fox and ESPN the same way that the Big 12 did? Well, that's really hard to measure. But what I do know is that you lost that opportunity and you have just about under a month to get this thing done before kickoff. Like, think about that, man. I, I think it's August 16th is week one. Like, you don't have it's a wild. lot of time here, man. So to me, it's like, yeah, I, I agree with you what you said yesterday on the show, which is, hey, if they get this done by kickoff, it's fine, and I agree with that. But I'm not confident necessarily that that happens because think about it. All that has to happen to start worrying about that is two weeks, right? Two weeks, 10 business days. That's not a lot of time before the pressure kind of starts really building on this thing. So that's why I say I just think that the damage will continue the longer this goes on. Yeah, and I wonder when you look at some of the headlines, 
you know, you look at the graphic on the screen now. I mean, Amazon Prime Sports in the Pac-12 have had conversations in recent times. Um, you know, I think we told you yesterday we broke the news that the Pac-12 had a a proposed TV deal, um, and the new board of directors said no. Let's let's and there are some varying descriptions of what happened, but the consensus essentially is that's not robust enough. Let's go back and you know, put A and B together and get C, which is what it sounds like they did. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at what this new board of directors represents, the, the thing that scares me is that, that you have Robert Robbins from, from Arizona on this board of directors. You know, And Arizona has been one of the most vocal critics of the last 12 months. They have talked openly about, you know, affinities. I mean, it, it, listen, Bobby Robbins himself has talked openly about affinities for the, the Big 12 as a basketball powerhouse. Jed Fish last week on a podcast talked about how he doesn't know where Arizona will be, but the brand is powerful and, hey, we're going to be somewhere. Like, you put this guy on the board of directors in a group of three. By the way, the scandal that is now devastated Stanford, who heard about this, the president of Stanford, who is on the Pac-12 board of directors, is resigning after his research was and ethics were called into question. So he is now resigning. So now you have an open seat on the Pac-12 board of directors. Like you have, um, you have all of this controversy and all of this scandal in one of the most important times in the history of the Pac-12. And really go back to the Pac-8, go back to the very beginnings of this conference this conference has never had this much instability. And it feels like every week there's just more problems and instability heaped on top of all this. And so now you have a situation where, of all people, Kirk Schultz, the president at Washington State, is the one that is is the chair of the Pac-12 Board of Directors. <laughs> and now who's number two? Well, it's Robert Robbins, the president in Arizona. And you look at the, the systematic issues plaguing Washington State, their financial, I don't know, deficit is the right word in sports. And now you have the mismanagement of Washington State, a president in Kirk Schultz, who is not well regarded by all reports by his constituents, who had a a staff revolt six weeks ago. That's an issue. Up at Washington State. That guy's in charge. And the most vocal proponent for going to the Big 12 is his number two. This just doesn't feel great. No. That's the bottom line here. So I I say all of that, and I come back to all of this, and I say now we hear that the Pac-12 has a TV deal done. But we also hear from multiple sources the Pac-12 will not announce that TV deal tomorrow. Yeah, and I think it's a classic cat and mouse game. It's like, oh, yeah, we got a TV deal, but, you know, uh, (laughs) yeah, we can't move media day. So, hey, uh, John up up north. When you have that list that you put out today of all the guests you're going to have on your show, yeah, we don't need you to ask them about the TV deal. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it, dude. Hey, uh, hey, dude from uh, dude who covers Arizona, right? No need to ask us about the TV deal because it's coming. We trust us, right? It's coming and it's Louie, right? Like we're good. We're good here. Nothing to see, right? It's going to come out next week, and we're really sorry we can't talk about it. 
it, it just reeks of, hey, we know media days tomorrow. We know we should have had a deal done by now. Frankly, we know that we turned down a deal. Uh, a deal. Uh, the board turned down a deal. It never got to our president. So, like, you had the opportunity to do a deal. You turned that deal down. Now you're saying you have a deal because media day is tomorrow. So I can't really trust that you actually have one. Not saying dude's lying, right? Chancellor DiStefano, not saying he's lying. But I, it just reeks of propaganda play. And I think that's what they're not going to get a free pass on. And, again, I, I see a lot of people jumping on. Uh, the show right now. So I want to make sure that you're caught up on what we're talking about. We're talking about this tweet from Brett McMurphy, Action Network. And, and arguably, I think we all know who Brett McMurphy is, one of the, the best college football reporters in the country, tweeting that Chancellor Stefano at Colorado told the Denver Post, yeah, there's a deal and it's going to be presented to Pac-12 presidents today. Don't know what it is. But, uh, yeah, CU's goal is to stay with the Pac-12 and have the media deal coming up shortly. That's our goal. I believe the presidents and chancellors of the Pac-12 are together on that. And I don't think it's a stretch to, 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 to conclude that he's saying they have a media rights deal ready to go here. It just needs to be presented. I mean, that's what that says, literally. I believe it does. So, so if you have a media rights deal on deck, and, and I know this might sound crazy, right? Maybe, maybe this is just too fast for the Pac-12. But if I was the Pac-12 and I'd been working on this thing for a year and and George said, hey, we've got a completed media rights deal ready to present. Dude, can we not get a Zoom call set up for 3 o'clock today to review this thing so tomorrow we can talk about it? That's the thing that surprises me a little bit. Rather than going to Brett McMurphy or rather than going to the Denver Post, how about you guys meet on it and get aggressive with it? That's what surprises me. And I know logistics and everyone's got plans and it's scheduling and it's and it's and it's you know Google Calendar and everything. But dude, like I would be much more aggressive with with getting to the conversation because again, as I was just pointing out, if two weeks go by, like literally yeah. from right now, from three twenty eight Mountain Time, right, July twentieth, two weeks forward, and we don't have a deal, dude. That pressure dial is going to turn up because kickoff is August sixteenth, and you cannot. You cannot get to kickoff and not have a deal. Yeah, it's going to work. It's going to be interesting. And I see a lot of people asking about uh, Mark Tessier-Levine, the president at Stanford. Um, he will be on the board. Um, and I believe that uh, John Wilner is reporting he will be on the board through August, which is when he will resign at Stanford. So uh, it's just horrendous timing for this. It is, it is really bad timing, and I, and I do hope, I do hope in some form or fashion that this tweet from Brett McMurphy is wrong because, man, if they don't announce a TV deal in the next couple of days, it's brutal. It's going to get really bad. Yeah. And I, I really wish, and I say it again, not to be redundant, and I'm sorry for all of you who watch a show on a regular basis. Dude, they should stop talking until they're announcing a deal. Right? Just stop. There's no reason for Phil DiStefano to be talking to the Denver Post. Like, it, it, the silence had been so powerful for this league. The media, the Heather Diniches and the, the great radio wizard in the Northwest, you know, like all the people that had been spouting off for the last six months about how the deal was coming this week and it's never happened. It's so damaging. It is so damaging. Um, and I think really the, the 
And I don't know where you guys are. Let's do comments. Let's get into your comments. But it, it to me, it's really damaging. Yeah. No, I agree. It, it's really, it's not good. B gives us $5 to say something must have changed because Colorado canceled a Board of Regents meeting for the 25th. Something must have changed. And I don't know. Everybody gets all up in arms over Board of Regents meetings. Yeah. They happen all the time. They are canceled all the time. I, B, I wouldn't read too much into that. I really would not read too much into that. Cleveland Rocks gives us $5 to say left Ohio at 2 a.m. to avoid traffic. On Route 70, by 8 in the morning, I was feeling tired. Took my first buckshot ever. Boom. Incredible, great product. Boom. Let's go. That's right, T. Buckshot. Let's it, go. Every day we tell you the energy provider of the Monty Show is indeed our good friends at Bucked Up Energy. Bucked Up Energy, they give us buckshot, and I'm telling you, it is the best mental product on the market. Second to none. And yes, it's got 200 milligrams of caffeine in it. But it's high-powered energy that delivers mental clarity. It allows you, if you're driving, to feel a little, little sharper. You get that post-lunch carb mm -hmm. crash, right? You and the boys went out for a burger and fries for lunch. Now it's like 2 o'clock, and you're like, whoo! It's not nap time, bro. Oh, Wake up. Let's go, right? Hit a buckshot, and you're going to see you're going to get a mental lift out of it. You know the, the best time for us to use buckshot? Well, we're going to use it right now. You ever try a buckshot on the golf course? We did yesterday, and who had the best golf day they've ever had? Jakey Two Holes. Captain Back to Front. Let's go. Had the best. I am not Captain Back to Front. Jakey Two Holes had the best golf day he's ever had. Hit the driver as well as he did. Bomb. And frankly, if I'm going to brag, yeah, we won the, the golf tournament yeah, up at Canyons you know, yesterday. Yeah, just us, you know, the old yeah. YouTube hacks. Yeah, the two hacks on YouTube with the coach of the Utah Grizzlies, Ryan Kanasiewicz. Uh, Cameron from Bam Bam's Barbecue. Yeah. We played in a foursome, and we won the whole damn thing. Yeah. Thank you to our friends at Bucked Up. You guys don't take my word for it. There's a free sample pack in the description below. They also have Buck Bars. I've told you all about the uh, Bucked Up Energy Buck Bars. You guys know for years and years on this show, I have told you how much I hate protein bars. That's all over with. The Buck Bar is a game changer because it's it's great ingredients. The perfect reward for your post-workout, your pre-workout. The only thing I had yesterday, I got up at 5 a.m. yesterday. I did not eat until 12.30 with the exception of a Buck Bar, and I felt great all day. Hook it up in the description below. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Cleveland Rocks also says, added bonus for uh, the Buckshot is that my beautiful wife of 32 years. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Didn't question my driving ability as I was focused and alert to Kansas. Boom. Boom. Let's go. Love Boom. it, man. Glad you got there safely. Uh, Ron Loney says lies. Okay. Outside the echo chamber, there's no federal research funds for business or accounting. Okay. Okay. That seems okay. a little random, but okay. Nick Flynn. Remember, the most quiet and the most loud members always leave. Texas and USC were the loudest. Oklahoma and UCLA were the most quiet about it. I think Carol Fulton USC was shocking. Yeah, I mean, the Carol Fulton USC stunning. thing was cold-blooded. Absolutely stunning. Yeah. I mean, And, and yeah. that's why I think the, you know, and we're going to keep reading comments, but that's why I think the 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 Bobby Robbins situation on the board is is very, very mm. risky. Because I, 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 what better position to be in 
if you are, you know, flying under the radar about leaving, nobody else knows, and then you get elevated to the board. You get all the information first. Like, you get everything. It's remarkable. It is It is perilously similar yeah. to the USC situation. Starry, good afternoon to you. Sounds like everything in the pack is just fake. I hope it's not, man. I would love nothing more than for Commissioner Klyavkov to sit up there tomorrow at 2 in the morning, I think you said his speech is. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yep. I actually think George Klyavkov is is addressing the media at 8 a.m. Yeah, 8 Pacific. 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern. Um, I would love nothing more than for George Klyavkov to sit up there and announce a new TV deal that's $35 million a year for five years. Back to the envelope calculations. Let's talk football. <laughs> like That would be amazing. But I think if that were the case, Chancellor DiStefano wouldn't have talked yesterday. I think that's true. And I think if he had thirty to thirty-five million dollars, this deal would have been done a long time ago. Yep. Because that's not. New and I money. still maintain that's your best point, right? I think on Monday, maybe Tuesday, you said if they were going to get the deal they wanted, the deal would have been done already. Yeah. Like if they had the thirty-five million dollars, it would have been done already. Because you're what what the Pac-12 has been doing very very simply is they've been out piecemealing a deal together. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, look, let it, we can play the what if 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 there is in fact a deal. And. We talked to many people at ESPN. Yeah. None of them know that there's a deal. Somehow. So ESPN's either not involved in it or they have the tightest of lids ever. Mm -hmm. Ever. But my guess is if they have a $35 million deal, ESPN came up and offered more money, which would be shocking to me. They got a deal on Friday night with Amazon. And they must have a, they must have another linear TV partner, which would be, again, ESPN's not known to share linear TV rights. They're, they're not. They do not like doing it. They like their ESPN and ABC partnerships, and that's what they like, man. That's why when you look at the Big 12, look how little football's on Fox and how little Big 12 basketball's on ESPN. Yep. Because they like the brand. They like people to say, oh, it's Big 12 football, that's ESPN. Yep. Oh, it's the SEC, that's ESPN. Oh, it's Monday Night Football, that's ESPN. Yep. That's ESPN's modus operandi. That's how they operate. And I think one of the things that people struggle with is with the Pac-12 is, well, what if it is? And it could be NBC Universal, right? Which I think could be best case scenario. I truly do. Because I am one of the people who is in the camp of ESPN and Comcast are making a partnership. And that would include NBC Universal, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and I think if you put the Pac 12 on NBC Universal and Peacock, that, that's a perfect fit. Because then you're going to do a deal with ESPN and, and Comcast NBC, you're going to have a significant share of Notre Dame football, in my opinion, because that deal is going to get renewed. You're going to have the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the SEC through NBC and ESPN. Yeah. And I, th I think that's the deal that makes the most sense. That's not $35 million a year. Yeah. Yep. That's not $30 million a year. If that is the deal, my guess is that's somewhere around $20 million a year. Because it's gone. And if that's the case, hold on for dear life. Yep. Because the water's about to get rapid. Pack this thing up. We're which is here. a little scary. 
Uh, Matt Ritson gives us four ninety nine to say the Pac-12 conference should play California lottery last night. Over $1 billion. Didn't have a winner. Ticket someone in L.A. won last night. Yeah. Yeah. California, their yeah. one single ticket for the $1.09 billion Powerball. Yeah, dude. God damn. It's a lot of bread. If we'd have won, we wouldn't be doing a show right now. <laughs> what would you be doing right now if you'd Golfing. Won? Yeah, I'd be playing golf. Golf. Somewhere. I'd be up at Canyons. No doubt about it. Hey, how about our guy David back on the program? Let's go, baby. Let's go. David's a member. Canyons. David, good to see you. Appreciate that. You guys, make sure you hit the like button. We always try to get to 200 likes on the show. We've already had 3,000 people watch the show today with 114 likes. That's weak sauce. Let's go. <laughs> Emma in, uh, or wait, Emma in ZZ's world gives us 499. I hope I'm saying that right. Emma and ZZ World. The Pac Media deal will have a Mangina. GBR, go big red. Ah, that's what GBR <laughs> means. Okay. Okay, I like it. I don't know about the Mangina thing, but hey, that's you know. all you know. Yeah, all right. You know. Yeah. You know. Uh, Saul Goodman, the Dumpster Conference. It is the Dumpster Fire Conference. Uh, Raider Mark says gaslighting. You really think that's what this is? That they're on, they're putting these rumors out? Oh man, I hope that's not true. It just reeks of it. Man, though, dude. I hope that's I, not and true. I'm with you. I hope that's not the play, but it kind of feels like. Ah, that. I never thought about that. That could be true. Could absolutely be true. There is there is no question that could that could absolutely be yeah, true. It feels like the play. I hope that's not the play. Hey, how about go black? Go black. Go tigers. Go tigers. The newest member of the program. Let's go. go. Love that. Appreciate you um, supporting the show. By the way, when you're a member of the show, you can be a member for as little as $1.99 a month. That gets all your comments read. Um, if you would like to join our exclusive Instagram members only group, that's $9.99 a month. That gets you into a great group of folks that talk about all kinds of things from their favorite whiskey to the Pac-12 media deal to the Big 12, BYU, you name it. It's all in there. Uh, so hit the join button and make your selection, but, uh, go Tigers, go Tigers, go black 45. Good to have you on board. Appreciate that. Kurt Peters. The pack is like dating a narcissist. You want to explain that? It kind of is though. Uh, The way I would explain it is it feels like this is all we get to talk about until it's over. Yeah. And it, it makes me crazy. Renee Roca. What's up, Renee? All eyes on the Pac-12 tomorrow, so let's not announce the big news. But that's my point. That's my point. You have one day, and it's bad enough that Pac-12 football media day is one day. It's bad enough you didn't announce it, and we're starting to hear about all the media members who will not be there, including the Monty Show. Didn't have enough time to build a package around it. You gave us like two weeks, two and a half weeks notice. Man, like, that's not going to do. Yeah. And you're one day in a second-class resort in Las Vegas. That's not great. Everybody's in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Oh, but you can't do Los Angeles. Well, because, you know. The awkwardness. It's so odd, right? That's a problem. Jay Chapman, how are you? Pac-12 made a deal, all right, with the coroner's office. Easy. Damn, bro. Good Lord. Oh, Fire. Uh, Cougar tracks. This deal is just too good to talk about. Yeah, can't, man. I, I mean, it's you guys trust me. It's a really good deal. It's so good. I can't bring it up in public. There Congratulations. Are, you know, but that's bullshit. That'd be an FCC violation. Right. You know, right. Can't do that. Right. 
let's see. BU at 12 with Patrick. Okay. Patrick Bourne, good to see you. Was the Washington State president lying? Well, about which portion? Because there's like 15 portions. Dude, we played a bunch of audio from him. So you guys might remember the other day, Heather Dinich had a tweet Mm -hmm. where she said a deal is imminent and oh my God, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so Heather Dinich had all of this stuff. Yeah. And everybody was trying to figure out, okay, um, where'd you find that out? And you started hearing things like, you know, it, it, the timing and and all of a sudden it just goes off in your head that, well, that's what Kirk Schultz was saying. And we played you pretty much chapter and verse, word for word, Heather Dinich's tweet, but out of Kirk Schultz's mouth, who she had clearly been speaking to. Yes. And it's Kirk Schultz repeatedly saying, oh, it's going to happen. Oh, bad optics. Oh, the timing's wrong. Oh, the layoffs. The over and over and over. And so Heather Dinich is, hey, the deal is imminent. Meanwhile, Ross Dellinger came out and was like, yeah, no deal's imminent. We're not going to hear much until August. <laughs> and it's like, good Lord, man. Like, and, I, it, and I think the trouble is, is like, hey, when it's Heather Dinich versus Ross Dellinger. I would agree. I'm it, going with Ross. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that Kirk Schultz is lying. I think Kurt Schultz is a, is a shyster. He's a spinner. Right, and that's why with this situation at Stanford, when their president steps down, Taylor Randall at Utah really should be the guy to fill that seat. And it appears that that's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. That would be a move towards stabilization, in my opinion. Because as we've, I think, exclusively reported on this show, Taylor Randall has been a calming and really the calming influence in the conference. Right, Our sources in the conference and at Utah have been telling us that Taylor Randall has routinely facilitated conversations, big group calls. Hey, let's let George and his staff do their job. Hey, they said they were doing this. We told him that. Like, he's quelled infighting. He has been a facilitator. Taylor Randall, the president at Utah. So it's not as though, you know, he he's a guy that's going to come in and stir stuff up. I, I think it would you would have to move heaven and earth to get Utah to bail a moment before disaster on the Pac-12. Taylor Randall should be on the board, not Robert Robbins. Because with with all due respect to Bobby, he's a guy at Arizona that wants to go to the Big 12. He's almost, I mean, he's made Pack that up. We're out of here. painfully obvious. Yeah. Right? He, he has made that yeah. painfully obvious. If it, I mean, you look at the, the quotes. I know what the Big 12's number is, Robbins told Dennis Dodd at CBS. I just needed to hear what the Pac-12's number is. Then I can make a decision. Uh. He also told Dennis Dodd that the Big 12's footprint and the league's powerhouse basketball brand are the basis for some affinities. I want it. So is Kirk Schultz lying? I don't think he's lying. I think that's strong. But I think the guy's just a clown. Schemers trying to control their little world. I think he's a buffoon. I think he's a guy who isn't good at what he does. Yeah. And I think he's no different than Larry Scott. He's no different than the performance we've seen from George Klyovkov. Thanks. And what does the Pac-12 have a record for doing? Elevating those guys. Letting them fail upward. 
at the conference's expense. So is Kirk Schultz a liar? I don't know. I don't think so. Is he good at his job? Okay, well, that, in my opinion, I know pretty well he's not. I mean, when you have a faculty revolt because of the athletic budget, your handling of the Nick Rolacox situation, remember that fiasco yes. with Nick Rolovich, the former football coach at the Washington State? And granted, that was a state edict. They really had no control over that. I, I get it. But the way you've handled it since that went down because I'm not putting that situation on Kirk Schultz, but the way he's handled it, the way, uh, like, they just... They're just not good at what they do. Let's be real. They're not good. Dude, the Pac-12 at a conference level is crappy at what they do. Dude, the, at, a, at a president level, there are too many schools in this conference that are not strong. Kirk Schultz is trying to be an MVP instead of a captain. Yeah. Be a captain. Be a leader. Yeah. Like, guide people. Do your people, job. Motivate people. Don't try to be the guy that's out front winning the awards and the best performer because you're not not everybody can be Tom Brady. Yeah, dude. You're very Trent Dilfer, sir, without a <laughs> champion. Probably too much. It, probably too much. It, you know. Um, let's see. Uh, Tanner Plummer. As much as I hope the pack fails, I do hope this deal gets done so we can just talk football. You and I both. Trust me, you uh, and I both. You know. Emma says, go Big Red. OG Gary, how are you? All cloak and dagger. You're a Ute fan, Gary. What do you think is going to happen? I think that's a huge question. Christopher Shannon, hey, NBC, can I get $90 million for one game? Hey, CBS, can I get $70 million for one game? Hey, Fox, can I get $70 million for one game? Hey, Apple, can I get one game for $70 million? No. How about $460 million? One game, Apple. Come on. Huge market cap. Let's Sell do this. Sell more iPhones. <laughs> right. Free iPhones for everybody. That would be crazy. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I see you're in the Sunday red, Jake. It's more of a, a salmon peachy color, to be honest with you, Salty. It's not really, you know, the, it's more of a peach, not a red. You know, I was thinking about red today, but I was like, yeah, but then I'd have to wear red shoes, and I wasn't really feeling red but shoes. But, dude, you, you, your driver pretty much carried the ball club yesterday. Yeah, I hit the driver well. Now, I can't chip to save my life. Can't even really. I mean, I had some good putts, but overall, I'm not great at putting. But the driver was driver was nice yesterday. I, I am usually ten strokes better than Jake on the golf course. Mm -hmm. That's I, pretty standard. He he was one stroke behind me yesterday. One stroke, and clearly had until the last four holes. Yeah, because I hit the shit out of the ball the last four holes. Well, I think like, the last four holes you had it going, I had it going, and and Ryan Kanasiewicz had it going. Yeah, yeah, we were balling out. Yeah. I had the iron and the fairway working. And so so we get off the course, and we're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no way we're winning this thing. Turn the cards in. We're like, pack everything up. We're out of here. Yeah, like, we miss, know, we, we got to work tomorrow. Yeah, come on. Yeah, we, you miss too many chips. Like, you, you know, like. Yeah, like, come on, dude. We're driving home, and our guy, Darren Ingram, mm -hmm. from Canyons Golf up in Park City, is like, hey, are you guys still here? We're like, no, it's a torrential uh, <laughs> rainstorm. We have a 45-minute drive home. We left. And he's like, damn, you guys won. I was like, we won? What? Yeah, I was like, dude, stop lying Let's to me, go. bro. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. Let's yeah. go. Come on, dude. I loved it. Uh... Let's see, Spangler, how the heck are you? Big Ten is going to target Notre Dame and UNC. That's my prediction. Well, I mean, and, and I don't think you're wrong about that, but I think when you look at the Big Ten specifically, the Big Ten's going to have to try and find new money. They, as we, again, 
reported exclusively on the show. <laughs> so remember that whole vetted and cleared thing? I can't even remember. I can't even remember who reported that, but the whole vetted and cleared thing. When that happened, we went and really dug into, well, what the hell does vetted and cleared mean? Our sources told us that meant that the Big Ten went back to its TV partners and said, hey, we'd like to add Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal. Are you willing to pay for that? CBS said yes. NBC said yes. And Fox said, no, thanks, we're good. But why did they say no, thanks, we're good? Because Fox has the big noon kickoff. If you add four Pacific time zone teams, they're never going to be on Fox. They're going to be on CBS and NBC. And so CBS and NBC agreed to pick up the ticket on that. And, and Fox was willing to chip in a small percentage because they were going to get basketball out of it. Yeah. So vetted and cleared meant, hey, yeah, they're on par. Will you guys pay for them? Yeah, we will. Okay, great. But the Big Ten, much like to his credit, Brett Yormark in the Big 12 was not willing to be the one that was taking a jackhammer to the foundation of the Pac-12. Which is really fascinating to me, too, because I, I feel like, you know, again, another reason this deal needs to get announced sooner rather than later is so the people who are going to eat the Pac-12, if that's going to happen, need to get to eat, right? Because, again, I, I can't help but keep driving this point home, like like recruiting gets affected, NIL, Portal, yes. all the processes, both, both, both business acumen and just for players, all that is affected by the lack of of stability in a conference yes. because again that that kid you know that texas kid who's good enough to play at texas but good enough to play at you know oregon and sc and like all these all these powerhouse programs that kid is literally having to say okay no i'm not playing in the pac-12 because i don't know what the deal is i'll just yep. stay home yep i totally agree uh michael peck says uh, jake seems like the type that matches his shirts and shoes oh shit here we go I gotta tell you, I have a I I do that every day. I do that every day. <laughs> I match my shirt. I match my outfit. Well, it's not I necessarily do. so here's the thing, quick sidebar. It's not necessarily matching the shirt and the shoe, but they there has to be synergy on some level. There has to be synergy and don't underestimate the value of the sock yes. ruining the shoe game. Yes. Because you have to have synergy there, right? Yes. I own over two hundred pairs of shoes. And I, I can tell you Tan, wearing tan shorts messes with my shoe game. Yeah, our boy Mike here in the office was was like, hey, bro, you guys got shoe game for days. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, dude, we're trying, man, as he rolls up in Jordan 1s. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, having sh don't buy, t don't. don't. Don't even get into it. If you're not, don't do it. Uh, Derek Roche says, I'm confident I could hold a 200 or less. <laughs> In golf, <laughs> okay. bro. That's uh, that's like a twelve on every hole, bro. Greg <laughs> Greg Swaim says uh, pretty close to Oklahoma State Orange, Jake. Great yeah, fashion statement. But dude, I didn't cross the line though. See, it's not. I'm not in the Mike Gundy territory, bro. Like, I don't think. I don't think it's quite that orange yet. No, it's not. It's a salmon pink. Truck stop Gumby says hashtag Goldfish Gate. Hey, are we really doing this with your clothes? Uh, Kurt Peters, Jakey, I love your peach. Peaches, won't you shake your tree? <laughs> Waves in opposition. Oh, my God. Kurt Peters has become the awkward kid in the room. Uh, David, what's up, my guy? When Jake chips on the golf course, he calls it uh, crackering. 
Get a chips, get goldfish. Right, see what he did there. Chips is goldfish. This goes and back chips. to the Jake calling <laughs> goldfish. You know the goldfish cracker. Jake Jake tried to fight his ass off on the show and say those were chips, and they were not chips. You it's, see, I'm a guy of simple taste. It says on the bag they're crackers. <laughs> it literally says crackers, crackers on the goldfish bag. <laughs> Look, tell me you watched the show, David. Good yeah, to see you, my you. guy. Chad Masters, how are you? Would have been better if uh, Monty had said very Ryan Leaf of you. Well. Probably. Uh, Woodworth, I like money. Who doesn't? Who don't like that bread? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cougar Tracks, how far were you under par uh, to win the golf tournament? Significantly. I don't remember. Well, in the way they, the way they ran this tournament, it was, uh, it was uh, called the Texas Scramble. Best ball off the tee, everybody plays in. And they you factored in your handicap. Uh, I claimed a 15 handicap, which I, I truly feel is pretty accurate for That's me. That's spot on. Um, I think, would you claim, a 12 or a 10? 11. 11. So, you know, I mean, you factor in the handicap, and usually on that uh, at Canyons and Park City, my typical score is high 80s, low 90s on an average day. Um, with yeah, the it's handicap. Just, it just depends. Like, I wildly swing between my best score ever at Canyons is an 80. Yeah. And Canyons without is, the handicap. Without, without, without the handicap. Without handicap is an 80. Canyons is a really tough course. It is. I mean, it is. The greens are impossible. Yeah. I putted pretty well yesterday. You did. I chipped really well yesterday. The driver was a mess on the front nine. Um, but generally at Canyons, I score between 95 and 80. It just depends yes. on how the driver's working. But overall, overall, I'm usually... And again, I I, I just want to keep emphasizing this. That's without the handicap. Yeah. Just counting every stroke Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an 11 handicap. Yeah. I'm an 11 handicap. So with so. the handicap, right? Because that's what they were doing in this tournament. With the handicap, would you have a 70, I think? Yeah. And I, I had a 71. Dot. Yeah. And it's, they give you certain holes have a stroke. Yeah, you get a stroke you. back. Yeah. And they do all the scoring for you. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Bourne says still 150 likes uh, before PAC has media deal at $30 per school. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, if you guys could hit the like button, that'd be awesome. Christopher Shannon says Saudi and Qatari's got money. Well, okay. Uh, Money is sources. It could be, could be, you know, Uh, cowboy country. How the heck are you, bud? Uh, I was just in North Carolina in May. UNC upgraded their football stadium and most of the seats are now chairbacks. Uh, with that powder blue, it looks amazing in their new stadium. I'll tell you, man, like you go to you go to most campus, most major campuses. We we're talking to one of our guys in the office today. Baylor's got a, their upgrades beautiful. You look yeah. at Rice Eccles. You look at BYU's probably got one of the best views in the conference now. I'm for real. Uh, but you look at the real crown jewels of football stadiums. They all are color coordinated. They all like you have to have chairbacks now, yeah. except in your student section. You look at the upgrades at uh, uh, in Salt Lake City at, at Utah. It's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Like there's not. You look at the new Coliseum. Um, I'm not a fan of the Rose Bowl. I know that's crazy, but having lived there, it's impossible to get to the Rose Bowl, and even more impossible to get out of it after a game. Um, but the Rose Bowl's got that historic feel to it. Austin is unbelievable. Um, I mean, you go around this conference. You look at you. You look at um, Oregon State. I mean, look at the there. Look at Reeser, dude. Yeah. That place is off the chain now. You look at Snapdragon in San Diego, Boise. Look at the upgrades in the cash Boise spending. You have to have 
top of the line. You have to have the best in the business because yeah. if you don't, you can't compete. Yeah, you just can't compete. Best. And you 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 begin to understand. Like North Carolina wants to win. Now is Mac Brown the guy that's gonna? No, Mac Brown ain't taking them to a football school. <laughs> But the other thing I would say is look at some of these historically great basketball programs, right? Kansas. Look at what they're, the money they're investing in Kansas football. Yep. Be, and why is that? Because I think most people in college athletics now understand with the one and done in the way that, that college basketball has changed, it's really hard to succeed in basketball. Yeah. It's really difficult to be one of the elite basketball programs in this country because of one and dones. And the way that the game is played now, you better have a football program. And the, the the Big 12, this is why everybody's so hesitant to add UConn. Because UConn, historically great basketball program, both men's and women's. When's the last time you watched a UConn football game? Do you know the name of their stadium? Do you know where their stadium is located? No, I don't either. It's not on campus it's insignificant, and they're trying to find a way in the Big 12 to add UConn for basketball, but they're also trying to find a way to subsidize UConn football. Gonzaga. Because you can't have them come in and suck you dry. Excellent point. This is why Gonzaga is so attractive. They're elite at basketball, and they're not going to suck you dry at football. And I think it really matters because football is now, has been, and I think will always be your consistent revenue flow. In athletics, I think football always will be the priority because you know you're going to make money if you can just become bowl eligible and you're competent as a management. You're not going to get torched in your budget. Yeah, I wouldn't want to have a holiday bowl issue. And with, Thank you. And with the expanded college football playoff coming, I mean, now there's a much larger revenue opportunity if you will build and invest in football. Well, and I think the the expanded college football playoff is a part of the reason the pack wants to stay together. Yeah. Right? I mean, again, yeah. when when your conference and not not even sliding them, but when your conference is only 10 teams and you've got, you know, obviously the Big 10 where they're at, you've got the SEC where they're at. Yep. Uh and obviously, you know, the Big 12. You know, But you, the SEC is interesting. They're 50 million dollars. Yeah. Rolling but they're going but is doesn't that feel low mm. doesn't that feel low everybody said the big 12 left money on the table which now you look like a jackass for having said that yeah but i don't think 50 million dollars in the sec is low you know i i think that the sec cuz they're so successful on the football field and now they're having success in basketball is making up that ground so yes, yes it's not 100 million certainly certainly the sec just from a performance standard, top to bottom as a conference, is obviously one of the most successful conferences. But but I think the the thing in the SEC is that you have stability. Yes. It's not – everyone always just wants to talk about Kirby and Nick, right? That's what, all we want to talk about in the SEC. Kirby Dude, and Nick. you look at what Lane Train's doing. You look at you, you, you look at what LSU is doing. Like, you have other premier brands that are good. So the expanded college football playoff, I guarantee you, We'll have four SEC teams in it, no doubt. Yeah, but I also think I'll save that thought because I think the college basketball revenue quotient here. What does that mean to the ACC? 
And why is that so significant? I'll tell you next after we tell you about the Papa Murphy's Calzone. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. <clears throat> you were drinking water and you ASMR'd me out of talking. I hope you're happy. <coughs> anyway, Papa Murphy's, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Uh, download the Papa Murphy's Pizza app. It is super easy. The thing I love about Papa Murphy's is it's so much quicker than ordering pizza delivery. And people are like, oh, you're crazy. Oh, contraire, mon frere. You order the calzones, the marinara meatball, dump it on top, put it in the oven, 25 minutes later, done, on the table. Your kids are happy. By the way, you also get the take and bake chocolate chip cookies that take about five minutes to make. Your kids are happy. Your husband's happy. Your wife is happy. Everybody's happy when you order Papa Murphy's pizza. By the way, if you're new to the show, we do not do red sauce on pizza. Yeah. Only on. barbecue sauce. We're mature. We've matriculated into a certain clef of the palate. And we believe in moisturizing and texturing um, the the larynx with barbecue sauce. Barbecue so sauce. I said, yeah. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say. The point <laughs> is barbecue sauce on pizza is far better uh, than red sauce. So don't even play me, friends. Go get it. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show this hour of the show presented by our friends at BladeHQ.com. The best knives from the best knife makers. BladeHQ.com. If you're an outdoorsman, if you're a hunter, a fisherman, if you're somebody that is looking for survival gear, BladeHQ.com. Now, if you happen to collect knives, which I know that's a huge market in this country, Understand that BladeHQ.com stocks as much as 15,000 different knives from the best knife makers at any one time on their website, BladeHQ.com, which, by the way, they built themselves, so it works really well. And when I say built themselves, it's not like they had Jimmy picking out colors in the software program. No, no, friends. What they did is they got tired of watching people get hosed by shopping online with terrible websites that were slow and didn't work and you never got your offer, you never got your product, you didn't get your discount. No, no. At BladeHQ.com, they built an easy-to-use, efficient, quick website that puts that knife on your front door in a matter of moments. It's amazing how easy and efficient BladeHQ's website is. Go check it out right now, BladeHQ.com. Even if you don't make a purchase, from their daily deals and the daily specials at BladeHQ.com are always off the chain. Go check out how great their website is, BladeHQ.com. Let's get some more of your comments in here. Um, before we get to that ACC conversation, Carson says, Pac-12 better hurry before Notre Dame gets a deal done. Well, <clears throat> that's real. I think Notre Dame will get a deal done when ESPN and Comcast are done making their partnership, which I think may already be done. I don't I think Notre Dame is the next the next is Notre Dame worth seventy five million dollars a year to somebody? Yeah. Well, if Notre Dame can remain independent and get seventy five million dollars a year, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Why wouldn't you? You already have schedules built in. 
Scheduling is not a problem in South Bend. You have one of the premier venues to play football. Your, your football team is independent. The rest of your sports are in the ACC. I mean, you're free and clear. What If you can get $75 million a year for your football program, you're telling me you would say no. There's not a chance they say no. Yeah. Uh, jam on my jelly roll. Okay. <laughs> I mean, is this different than all the butter on the toast? I was going to say, do we have enough jam for the PB&J, bro? Pac-10 Truck Stop Conference and ACC have a partnership and try to survive because the holy SEC and the overrated Big Ten think you're shit. Pac-10. Well, wow. I will tell you. Okay. I And we've talked about this, again, if you're new to the show, we've talked about this repeatedly. Yeah. I'm a believer that the Big Ten is one of the most overrated things in the history of college athletics. Well, they're quite literally the polar opposite of the Pac-12, meaning that they don't have the top-to-bottom strength in football that the Pac-12 has, right? Notice, don't freak out. Don't freak out. I didn't say that that Oregon was better than Ohio State. I didn't say that, right? Uh, The Ohio State didn't say that they were better than, you know, the Buckeyes in, in Ryan Day. But what I am saying is I think the Pac-12 is a stronger conference on the football field, top to bottom, than the I Big agree. Ten. However, 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 I'd rather be in the Big Ten because the Big Ten's getting paid and they're better on the PL sheet. And that ultimately is what matters because Ryan Day can go out and can recruit and say, hey, by the way, yeah, uh, you're going to be on TV here and there and you're always going to be seen. And that has huge value. Big dog O-Town. Oh, boy. Y'all my dudes, but we got to stop with the barbecue sauce on pizza narrative. Just saying. Shout the Mobamba. <sighs> Dude, okay. Bro, you can't come in here and give me that kind of comment and then not have a take on what you do with your pizza. Like, you can't come in and criticize us and, and say, hey, we got to stop with this narrative, but then not have a take. You got to have a take, dude. What do you do with your pizza? Yeah, I agree. Kurt Peters says, uh, Blade HQ has some really good EDCs. Mm-hmm. I don't know what an EDC for real. is. But so yeah, don't they even do. think about messing with me. Uh, Craig Nielsen um, says, too bad all the buckshot flavors are out of stock. Dude, I'm telling I understand. We hear this all the time. It's really difficult to keep buckshot in stock. It is. You guys, I kid you not. If you live in the state of Utah, go to any of the bucked up stores. And the one in American Fark... Uh, the one down in American Fork has the biggest selection, but I shop at South Jordan. They're always sold out. And you guys don't think I'm just, you, what's the right word? Josh and you, brah. Um, we sell a lot of buckshot on this show. It, 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 because it's hard to get, man. Yeah. It is hard it, because it really works. It really, really works. Buckshot uh, at buckedup.com. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, my son is on his way uh, with a P. Murph's keto pizza for me wow Ooh, wow crustless yes! keto pizza we like it we like it connor tulin pac-12 tv deal finished indeed they say it is uh which is our big story today presented by trydaytrading.com trydaytrading.com slash monty ten dollars a free tax-free ten dollars because it's a charitable donation so you give them 10 bucks, you get the tax write-off, and you get a 30-day trial membership, the entire coaching program, all the process, all the software, all the coaching, all the help you need to become an elite day trader, 30-day, $10 tax-free donation. Get you a 30-day trial membership 
at trydaytrading.com slash the Monty Show. Make sure or slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A report out of uh, the Denver Post uh, says that the Pac-12 has a TV deal that is being presented to the presidents today. We know this because of the great Brett McMurphy. Mm-hmm. Brett says uh, Colorado Chancellor Phil DiStefano told the Denver Post, quote, I'm eagerly awaiting to hear what the commissioner has to say, but at this point, the 10 schools are staying together and awaiting a message from the commissioner. Colorado's goal is to stay within the Pac-12, have a media deal coming up shortly. That's our goal, and I believe the presidents and chancellors of the Pac-12 are together on that. Now, you know, for the last several days, there's been rumors Pac-12 media deal is imminent. Now, I want to put some caveats out on this. This is not our reporting. This is Phil DiStefano at Colorado to the Denver Post via Brett McMurphy. That's right, T. Now, that's awesome, but no point in that tweet, and I will put it back up, at no point in this tweet did Phil DiStefano said we're staying. At no point, at no point in this tweet has he said the money's good. It's a great deal. He's expecting a deal to be presented today to the league's chancellors and presidents by George Klyovkov. That does not mean he's staying. Notice that he said CU's goal is to stay. Everybody's goal is to stay, which, as we've reported on the Monty Show, there is not a, a school in the Pac-12 whose preference of the remaining 10, whose preference is to leave the conference. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that they will not. Their preference would be to stay in the Pac-10, 12, whatever the flip we're calling it. Yeah. But n- at no point does this say that everybody's staying. Yeah. Right? And you look at what we we know now. You look at Dave Hickey, the athletic director at Arizona. We'd like to be with the Pac-12 and continue the great tradition of the conference. Okay. Like, that's exactly what it is. Okay, no problem. But I go back to Phil DiStefano, the athletic director, or excuse me, the chancellor of Colorado who's quoted in that tweet. There's a very good possibility the next deal will bring in per school revenues ranking third among the Power Five conferences. And he says, He hopes it's a five- to seven-year deal instead of being locked into a longer contract. Everyone passed us up in this 12-year deal. Not wrong about that, sir. So Phil DiStefano has all along supported the Pac-12. But what have we heard? Colorado's out. Colorado's out. Colorado's out. Border regions, border regions, border regions. Heather Dinich, they're the biggest flight risk. So I don't know what to believe here, but I can tell you the people we talk to very much are leaning towards, hey, there's no deal right now. Yeah, well, and I think the timing is what everyone's really suspicious on. The timing of of Phil coming back out and saying, hey, you know, they're going to present, or George is going to present a deal, and this is what's happening. Yeah. Like, the timing of it just just has, you know, hey, smokescreen, 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 code sent abort, got it, got to come up with something so that media day isn't just about the TV deal written all over it. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, Cowboy country. There are so many people from the West Coast that have moved to Texas. It would make sense for SMU to be in the new Pac-12. 
those West Coast fans would go to the games in Dallas. Okay, so let's talk about SMU. As we have on this show for for years and years and years, we've talked about this. <laughs> it feels like. Yeah. Explain to me where SMU brings n- new added value to the Pac-12. Saudi stooge. <laughs> what? Oil money, bro. Uh, they, okay, you can start there. Oh, man, we've got this uh, collective. They'd have the, what is it, the second largest collective in the Pac-12. Yes. They have all of this money because they have big oil and gas donors and boosters. Yes. Okay, then why haven't you won the AAC? You have all this money in a massive collective, yet you haven't, I'm not sure that SMU's ever won a football game in the history of the university. So on its face, it says, hey, SMU is a money-making university, not a win on the football. Not We're a money-making university behind the scenes, but we don't make money by no, no. winning football games. We're a money-making university that doesn't invest in winning on the field. Yeah. Yeah. So you've never won the AAC. You've only competed to win the AAC a couple of times. But you have all this money, and we're supposed to believe because the great radio wizard in the Northwest reported that SMU was going to pay a $70 million entry fee to get into the Pac-12. <laughs> Come on, bro. No, they're not. So let me get this right. You have $70 million sitting around that you guys apparently, you just simply, like that's what you guys use for kindling. You like wipe your ass with it, apparently. A- apparently. Because you're just going to throw it away to the Pac-12 for $70 million. So you haven't competed in the AAC. You have all this money that you're about to give away, and then you'll be in the Pac-12, but how are you – you're going to comp- – because there's $70 million more. Like, you just – that's walking around money. So now you'll, you'll put Dallas on your uniform. That'll make a big difference. <laughs> there's nothing there on the field. Okay. I'm also in the collective of, of thinkers that say on the field is like fifth. Okay, so does does SMU deliver Dallas, Texas? Yeah, I'm going to say no. They don't. They will tell you it does, but it doesn't. I would tell you TCU, Texas, hell, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I would tell you Texas Tech has a in a a significant and and ever growing hold over Dallas. Their their growth into Dallas, like. I don't even, I don't believe for a second that Pac-12 fans who moved with all due respect, Cowboy, I don't believe for a second that that those liberals from California <laughs> that left California for Texas, that's who we're servicing by adding SMU to the conference. I, I'm not buying that, dude. I'm not. I'm not buying the money thing. I'm not buying SMU is sliced bread. And not only are they 16 grain, but they're also sourdough. I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm not, no, bro. You've got all this money and you're telling me that'll help you compete, but you won't spend it to win in the AAC. But I'm supposed to believe all of a sudden, no, I'm supposed to believe that you have this amazing PAC 12 fan base in Texas, but bad news you don't have an alumni base and you don't have a fan base that currently, currently support the program to the level that you dominate the AAC. Hmm. That's a problem. Because I can sell it with BYU. 
into the Big 12. Well, I know why they're there. I can sell it with Houston. Well, I know why they're there. I've been to the bounce house. I can sell it with USC or UCF, excuse me. I can sell it with Cincinnati. I understand. Hey, Luke Fickle be damned. Enjoy Wisco, bruh. I understand why Cincinnati's there. On to Cincinnati. I have no idea why SMU's a candidate to join the, the Pac-12. Yeah. I, I, honest to God, and I'm not even trying to be a jerk about it. I don't understand the value. SMU does not deliver Dallas. SMU does not deliver history and tradition. SMU does not deliver recruiting. Oh, it's a pipeline of Texas, bro. Okay, so, because I've heard that a lot too. Oh my God, the pipeline to Texas would be amazing. So you think that, you think, let's talk secondary sports because you can just get them out of here if you think that SMU football is out recruiting UT, Baylor, uh, Texas Tech, TCU, A&M. A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. No, you ain't, you're, you're dead before you even got there. Well, we have SMU in the conference now. What about baseball? Yeah, see, the problem is you got Rice to compete with. You've got Texas to compete. Like, Texas is surprisingly good at baseball as a state. Well, it must be basketball, right? Because SMU's basketball, I have no idea if their basketball program's good, which tells you all you need to know. Because if you're a G5, you better do what San Diego State did, which is go to the, the tournament final. So, again, I guess all I'm trying to say is, can you please stop trying to sell me a bill of goods on how great SMU is for the conference? Oh, shit. Damn, I am tripping. Because they're not great academically. If we were all going for academics, which it should be in the Pac-12, you you go after Tulane. Yeah. But... Half this conference doesn't think you should fly past Texas to expand, which I can get down with that. But let's just call it what it is. You don't have a better option, so you're going to invite SMU. I don't, agree. Don't shine me with oil rigs and money. and Don't shine me with Dallas because I'm not getting Dallas. Don't shine me with Texas because I'm not getting Texas. You don't have a better choice. Good call at SMU. But instead, we got to talk about second biggest collective, bro. Great, cool. They're going to pay $70 million to get in. They're not. Okay, I feel better. Good. I'm so tired of hearing about SMU as this, this oh, they're going to deliver Dallas. Oh, they're all hat and look at all that cattle, boy. <laughs> look at all that cattle, boy. SMU ain't got a hat, and they certainly don't have cattle. Yeah. Let's stop shining this. Yeah. Yep. And you, you can say I'm pandering to Texas Tech fans. Texas Tech is Far more reach than SMU. Far more reach. UTSA would be the, in my opinion, I would I would add Tulane. But if I'm staying in Texas, I'm going after UTSA. Because I think U, UTSA has is, is got a, a very bright future. We don't say the word sleeping giant on this show anymore. <laughs> That's outlawed. To say sleeping giant. What are you, Musk? But UTSA has a bright future. Yeah. Boss Frog, how are you? FYI, those same SMU donors in the energy industry also uh, flow O&G money through A&M, TCU, Tech, and Okie State. Uh, not sure if that's a strong sell to the pack. But that's my point. Yeah, it's a gimmick. Do you really think Texas oil men are like, oh, man, you know what? J.R. Ewan would be pissed. I'm giving this money to SMU. You have a deal. Do you think Texas is recruiting the way they're recruiting? 
Do you think that they're as talented as their town because they don't have oil man money? Hello? They have oil man money. Yeah. They have oil. Texas Tech has oil man money. Yep. Come on now. Boss, I think that's exactly right, boss. Uh, movie time blues. There are so many Texas programs that we're talking uh, number seven and lower. Yeah. Program. As, you know. Uh, Ron Loney, SMU got the death penalty for a reason. Well, but that was in a different time. Like this Lane Kiffin thing about the – did you guys hear this Lane Train thing today? Yeah, Lane Train. Whoa, Lane Train. Lane Kiffin today said that NIL and Portal is pay to play. Right. And let's pretend that Lane Kiffin's talking about the old SMU, Craig James, the Pony Express with Eric Dickerson. Because I don't think old Lane Train's wrong. Just like when everybody was like, oh, we got this NIL, it's great. And then, um, you know, in this portal, it's great. Oh, whoa. Like, and I'm not saying I was the only one saying, I'm like, whoa, this is a disaster coming because you just legalized cheating. And you just told donors they can pay the players. That's what you did. And then, you know, it's supposed to be set up well. It's really for your name, image, likeness, for your marketing. Again, that's not what happened. That's not what's happening. They're getting paid to go to school, so it's paid for play. <laughs> Buddy's not wrong. I so mean, again, I, with all everybody always gets excited. Well, SMU took all that money. Those dirty bastards. No, they got caught taking all that money. Yes, but that's the that's the that's how we do it's in college angel? sports. Dude, now. that's how we do in life. That's... Nobody cares if you ran the light if the cop didn't catch you. Which by today almost got us killed running a light, Damn. but that's fine. Um, I totally, it's only speeding if there's a cop. Yeah. And the SMU death penalty thing, it is what it is. Yeah. And yeah, does that indicate that they have donors that spend money? Sure it does. But they don't have more money than anybody else. They Do, do you understand how rabid Texas fans are right now? Do you, we were at Big 12 Football Media Days. Texas Longhorn fans are all in. Out in force. More, and, and, and again, I know that's not rocket or uh, reinventing the wheel or breaking news to say that Did Texas you say Rocket Ishmael in Notre Dame? No, no, nope, nope. Didn't say that. Nope. Um, um, nope. Oh, okay. um, no, my, but Texas fans always all in, dude. My Notre Dame dreams are hanging out with uh, Manti's girlfriend still. So well, we're dead. Nice dream. Uh, by the way, uh, my guy Lane Train. And I'm a Lane Train guy. Lane Kiffin's a stud. Now, somebody's got to get that man a comb. But other than that, Lane Train's pretty good at his job. And he's pretty good at poking the bears. Because this bomb that he dropped on Paul Feinbaum today, yeah, I guess it was yesterday, but this bomb he dropped on Paul Feinbaum over Nick Saban is legendary. That's why we have fine mom, so he can motivate him every other year and say, oh, his dynasty's over, and, and you know, this is the end of Saban, and then we're like, hey, thanks a lot for pissing him off. Um, and Paul's always wrong on this subject, so, um, and he just did it again the other day. You know, if he doesn't make the playoffs, you know, you know he's not any good as a coach. So, thanks, thanks, Paul. Bro. <laughs> Uh, thanks, Paul. Yeah, let's piss off Nick Saban. Let's wake, let's wake the sleeping bear of Tuscaloosa, who's already the greatest coach in the history of college athletics, I think. Mm -hmm. 
that's that's laying it as best. Why we no. have fine mom. Will exactly. Will Miss Wynn? Probably they'll be better. Will Lane do his hair? Probably not. He wears a visor. No. Is he the tannest MFer? In, Dude, I in, swear. In Missouri, yeah, or in Miss Mississippi? Mississippi. I said Missouri. Uh, Mississippi, he is. But that dude's gold. And I know a lot of people hate Lane Train, especially at USC. But that dude is a legend. And I love the fact that he got fired on the tarmac. He wound up working for Saban, the, the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. You go to Oxford and you, like, the guy is just, he's incredible. The, the man deserves all the accolades he gets because he calls it like it is. NIL in the portal is what it's always been. It's just now we legalized it. Okay, you want some regulation? Lane Train wants regulation. He's going to get, there's a new bill, Cory Booker, and there's a new thing. We get it. We get it. But Lane's never going to do his hair. He's always going to be tan, and his daughter's still a smoke show. It just is what it is. And the bite we didn't get was Lane talking to a reporter who was like, hey, Lane, just want to let you know, everybody always comes up to me and says, hey, are you Lane Kiffin? And Lane Kiffin said to the guy, oh, man, I get that all the time. And I tell him, no, I hate that guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I just, Lane Kiffin is a gem. He's a gem. And he deserves our respect. If, o- if, if only because he will call out Paul Feinbaum. That's why we have Feinbaum, so he can motivate him every other year and say, oh, his dynasty's over, and, and you know this is the end of Saban, and then we're like, hey, thanks a lot for pissing him off. Um, and Paul's always wrong on this subject, so, um, and he just did it again the other day. You know, if he doesn't make the playoffs, you know, you know, he's not any good as a coach. So thanks, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I think it is, I think it is wild that Lane Kiffin. And listen, dudes, I get it. I totally get it. People hate him. I love him. I, lo- I love Lane Kiffin. I root for Lane Kiffin. I know I'm probably the only one, but it is what it is. Uh, Danny Reich Jr. gives us $5. Have you discussed the proposed NIL bill in Congress? I doubt it passes that is, but the proposed college athletic corporation is an interesting one. It is. Why do we need regulation? Okay, I understand kids are getting screwed. Companies are getting screwed. It's bad for college football. I totally get it. To a lesser extent, college basketball. but It's bad for college football. Mm-hmm. I understand. But there's a large part of my being that hates the idea of the rich white guys that run the NCAA reaching into the pocket of these kids. And I think there's a lot of these bills that are stuffed with with pork belly just simply so the pigs can eat. And I hate it. And I hate it. Do we need regulation? Yes. But I want nothing to do with taking money from these kids. Yeah. Because most of these kids don't have a whole lot. Most of them do not. We talked to a thousand and one of them at Big 12 Media Day. And most of these kids, like we were talking about shoe game, and I'm not going to mention names, but off the air, kids were like, yeah, how much were those? Oh, yeah, man. Ooh, yeah. They can't afford shoes that they want. 
They deserve the NIL deal. Yeah. They're sharing apartments, man. Like, and I get it, that's not the end of the world. But when you're when your bro's got a house and you're sharing an apartment with the special teams player, like these kids deserve the money they get. Yeah. And they're giving their bodies and they're likely shortening their lives every single day they play football. Why do we need to keep reaching into their pockets? I agree. That's totally just agree. that's that's where I'm at, at on it. Uh, MJ Bissett, SMU is four and four against Mighty Navy since 2015. Yeah, that screams P5 ready. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> JK Marshall says deal equals imminent. Well, yeah, <laughs> we get it. We get it, dude. We totally get it. I think it is one of those things where you get this whole deal and you wind up getting in these. I don't know what is it pissing matches over was it because that's what's going to happen. You guys know this, right? Mm -hmm. The Pac-12 media deal is going to get announced sometime, and people are going to be yeah at some point. Oh, it's a terrible deal. Oh, I told you so. You're going to have Pac-12 fans are going to be like, told you so because it's garbage, and you're going to have Big 12 fans like pew pew. You guys are pathetic. Pew pew pew. Like <laughs> that's what we're going to get, right? <laughs> That's what we're gonna get. What, what what was the nomenclature? The flyover conference? Yeah, like the, the yeah the flyover conference yeah. and the like. By the way, um, every conference has airplanes that fly over it. So flyover conference. Yeah, did you guys know that Dallas Fort Worth International has airstrips and stuff? Like it's a flyover conference, yeah. though, dude. That is a flyover conference, right? Did you? Oh, that's a Big Twelve's a truck stop conference. You hillbillies. Hey, are there any truck stops in the SEC? Um. <laughs> but the truck, the Big 12, the, the, you know, all hat, no cattle at the trucks. There's cattle at the truck stop. That's why it's How smells, dare you? smells like manure. Well, that's not what my point was. There's truck stops in every conference. Yeah. Every single conference. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. going to a truck stop is exactly what you should do on the road, which when you go to a truck stop, you probably all have number to the advocates, the best injury attorneys in the business. See, because the advocates... Nothing? Okay. The Advocates <laughs> present the Monty Show. UtahAdvocates.com, theadvocates.com. And they're doing this great thing, you guys. All 600 of you are watching. Please hit the thumbs up button, but consider taking a minute to Venmo $5 to the Advocates, $2 to the Advocates. Whatever you can give, man, we really appreciate that. Because the Advocates are partnered with a group called The Road Home. And The Road Home is one of the foremost homeless organizations in the country. And they partnered with the advocates to provide clothing and supplies, basic needs for kids to get back to school this fall, because there are so many young people in this country that don't have the money, that don't have a home, that don't sleep in the same place every night, and yet they're still trying to learn algebra. They're still trying to learn basic English, to read and write, how to draw a picture, how to draw a stick figure, how to get through art class, let alone how to find a meal to eat tonight. And I do pull at your heartstrings and I tell you that they're raising money so that the kids that this money goes go to have socks to wear at school. So that the kids that this money go to have multiple pairs of underwear or underwear at all to wear to school and jeans and t-shirts. And then we can talk about school supplies and then we can talk about meal money and then we can talk about having a place to sleep every night that's not your car or the local park 
or under a bridge. That's what we're talking about. Young kids trying to get educated. If you have it in your heart and you have it in your pocket, a dollar, five dollars, a million dollars, whatever you can give, please consider it. If you've spent five minutes on this show, hey man, please make a donation by Venmo to the address on the screen, which is Advocates Donations at Venmo, Advocates Donations. We really appreciate it because the advocates work so hard. You know they're the best injury attorneys in the business. They are the workman's comp experts. There is not anything in workman's comp law they haven't seen really in any injury situation that the advocates haven't seen. Free consultations, you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Appreciate you guys making a donation. If you want to tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, that's great. We appreciate it. Kurt Peters says no cash app. No cash app. Nope. Venmo. No cash app. Uh, Louis Capazzo says, I'm going to load some uh, pew pew. Pew pew. That's right. Pew pew. Texas Tech, I love you. It's good to see you on the show. Truck Stop Gumby says pew pew. Exactly. Rick Forrester, July 20th, Apollo 11 landed on the moon. Also, Hitler was blown up on July 20th. Okay. Anyone seeing Oppenheimer this weekend? Okay. Yeah, we are. I already have my tickets. IMAX, baby. I'm excited about it. Uh, Alex Larson, hello. Better a truck stop conference than a homeless conference. Oh, thank you for the $5. Appreciate that. Tanner Plummer says 100% MJ Bissett, who said. Um, MJ Bissett said, SMU needs to win the AAC. Finish the season ranked or win an NY6 bowl before trying to uh, say with a straight face they are a P5 ready school. Like, that's the thing that's crazy. And again, I'll just go to BYU. BYU's been an independent for over a decade. And look at the schedule. Look at the P5 wins. Look at the look at the major games that they have played in. BYU's ready to, to join a P5. There's no question about that. Never mind their ESPN relationship. You turn on a BYU football game, you're watching it with a million people as well. Mm-hmm. But you look at SMU, you can't say any of those things. So, and again, I, I think a lot of people get upset that we hate um, or that we're hating on SMU. I'm not by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But make me the case that your money equals that you're ready for a P5 conference. Yeah. Because I, I don't think you can do that. Uh, Der Glatzezin. What's the feedback from Oregon and Washington? Yeah, I don't think there is much right now. Not, not right now. Anything. Not right now. And you, it'll be interesting to see what that feedback is. It really will be interesting to see what it is because I think Oregon and Washington are a critical part of this conference. There, there is no doubt about it. They, I think you can afford to lose Colorado. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest about the current state of the Pac-12, you can afford to lose Colorado. That's not a death knell. I think if you lose Colorado and in Arizona, you're in trouble. Now you're it's truly an existential crisis, like yes. a crisis of existence. Yes. You lose Oregon singularly, conference is dead. You lose Washington singularly, conference is dead. You you lose Utah and somebody, conference is dead. I just don't believe because they've had so little impact in revenue generation that Colorado's a death knell. But man, you lose multiple teams. I think it's very difficult for this conference to continue to make the case that they're a P5. And I say that mainly because who do you replace them with? If you replace Colorado with San Diego State, you're probably better off, frankly. Because athletically, you're close. Like money-making education, you're not close. 
but you're not going to die if you plug in San Diego State and replace Colorado. Yeah. Who are you going to replace Arizona with? SMU? That's not going to get the job done. Who are you going to replace Washington or Wash or Oregon or Utah with? SMU? Nah, it's not going to get the job done. You know what you truly need to do? Say it with me. The Pac-12 should merge with the Mountain West. Facts. That's the right path forward for the Pac-12 and the Mountain West. Totally agree. Give Gloria Navarez the helm. Knock Klyovkak out of there and go about your business. But will they do that? Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. They Probably should, not. but they won't. Connor Johnson uh, shows us a backpack. Appreciate that. Truck stop Gumby. Yes. Um, let's see. Who else? J-Rod. What's up, J-Rod? Where have you been? Seeing Oppenheimer Sunday and can't wait. Stoked. Let's go, baby. Absolutely stoked to see it. OG Gary, we are uh, we on for the donation extravaganza tomorrow or not? We're going to try. We shall see. We're going to talk about it all show long. Doesn't I think matter. we should just set a goal. We should just what we should do is we should just set a goal. What like what like usually we get anywhere between four and five thousand views a show. So like I don't know. Let's try to raise four thousand. Yeah, we're just short of five thousand views today. So if everyone gave a dollar, you can see what that would do. If everyone gave a dollar, that would be five thousand dollars. Today it'd be four thousand dollars. Yeah. And I, I we don't ask you guys for money often. Uh, honest to God, we don't. And you guys are so generous with us. The the tip jar, the, the fact that you guys give us super stickers. Members. I th- yeah, our membership program. Like I think you guys know how grateful we are for that. We try to say it daily. This thing with homeless kids really, it's just something I really care about. And it's I, that's why I ask you to contribute. And we, we don't ask you for money almost ever. We truly don't. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says Utah Tech, sleeping giant. Sleeping giant. Uh, Kurt Peters, how do you replace Coach Prime's two toes? Cold-blooded. <laughs> By the way, Prime will not be at uh, Pac-12 Media Day. Hey, tomorrow. you guys like how he used that? You guys like how he skipped out on it? I don't think this is some coincidence or accident. What do you mean by that? I think Prime did this intentionally. I think that Prime understands that going to Media Day for him would have been a circus, and I don't think that he probably wants to deal with it, and I don't blame him. I don't disagree with that. I'm not even criticizing, dude. But you're telling me that Deion Sanders, if he wanted to be a media day, wouldn't be a media day? Come on now, dude. Come on. Yeah, I think it is. I I think that's very interesting. It's a very. I don't think. I think he needs to recover. He had major surgery, man. Like it, it is what Deion's been through with these blood clots and this leg issue is not small. And you're talking life or death. I think flying this soon is a problem. And knowing that he is going into a football season where travel and stress are going to be high, I wouldn't have risked it either. I would not have. Tanner Plummer says Utes are picked to finish third in the pack, which is very disrespectful in my opinion. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't think it is. I think Washington and USC are the two best teams in the conference. Now, does that mean that Utah is not better than them? It does not. you got to play Utah, and that's going to be a top-five defense in the country. The Utah Utes will have a top five defense in the country, in my opinion. Yep. But do you understand how good the offense at Washington is going to be? No, I think people don't. They have no idea. I mean, you look at the year two coaches in this league. Who's got a better setup than Washington? Like you, you, you start looking at, you start looking at some of the, and let me pull out the Bible, but you start looking at the 
the the offensive line on this team is redonkulous. Um, I mean, I, I, I it doesn't even matter. Yeah. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. Dude. You look at the you look at what DeBoer has at Washington, and I'm telling you, they are going. They're I. There's a chance they lose one game this year. One game. You can run down their schedule. It's going to be very difficult. Boise State, Tulsa, Michigan State, win, Cal, win, Arizona, win, or uh, home for Oregon, win, home for ASU, win, at Stanford, win, at SC. Ooh, that's the one. Home for Utah, win, uh, at Oregon State, win, home for Washington State, win. That's it. I'm telling you, they're losing. They're losing the SC game. They're losing the SC game. That's the one that it just yeah. Uh, Kevin Mott gives us a ninety-nine dollar super sticker. Wow, thank you. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. Uh, that really makes a difference. Uh, Jeff Woodworth says I like money. Okay, uh, Jeremiah Champion. What's up, dude? Where you been? Good to see you, man. Uh, you guys have the best sports news podcast. Thank you. Appreciate I that. Appreciate that. I don't know. We really do a podcast. Yeah, I think that's, that's a fascinating a, conversation. That's dude. such an interesting term. So we sell our own show as well. And the word podcast has become a dirty word because you have so many podcasts who are like, oh, yeah, we're going to do the show every day, bro. And they show up once a week. And it, it's it, I'm telling you, man, yeah. the problem is, is there's not. And I'm I'm curious. If anyone's thought of a term, because I, I I can't come up with one. I think uh, should, we're just a sports talk show, man. Yeah, well, that's what I think it is. But but I think the reason podcast gets thrown around is because there's not a natural another natural term for it other than sports talk show. And it's like podcast to me is one that's recorded and then uploaded, and then you can listen to it. I would agree with that. Whereas we do live streaming, which every I think, day, which every day, which I think, which I think there's some confusion around that. So. So, yeah, podcast is definitely something that has evolved, for sure, that word. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, we'll see. But I appreciate that, Jeremiah. Thanks for listening. Always good to see you. Uh, San Diego State Aztec, Glenn, how are you? Oppenheimer, I'm down for Gran Turismo. That's going to be a fun one, dude. But that I is. Think, I think I am a hardcore Christopher Nolan guy. Is there anybody who's going to go see Barbie? Oh, I think I think it will do very well. Stop. I'm telling you. Stop I'm it. not seeing it, but I think it'll do well. Tanner Plummer, last I checked, Utah Tech is still sleeping. Well, you don't wake up a giant in like 15 minutes. Tell me about Grand Canyon. Tell me about BYU. Yeah. It takes time. Um, let's see. Todd James, someone say Forza Horizon 5? <laughs> what? Jake's a huge Forza guy. Yeah. Uh, and Cowboy Country said he was there when SMU played Cincinnati as evidence. They are P5 ready, omitting they are 1-6 versus Cincy. I wonder why. On to Cincinnati. I just don't know that you can say they're ready. I truly – I there's just no evidence of that. There is no evidence of that at all. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, two toes, two holes, whatever it takes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Jake's a huge Dion guy. Have you come off of that at all, or are you still like massively obsessed with him? No, I mean, I I I respect him a big a, a, a lot. I I think that Dion, I think what Dion did in the portal is never going to be done again. I I think regulation will come you in. Son of a biscuit, you deleted the Dion chest hair picture. Yeah, 
You, you uh, clean it out. Clean it out. We got oh too much God. stuff in there. Clean it out. You don't delete Dion's chest hair. Honestly, I'd start stroking, guys. <laughs> Delaring. If Prime was there, uh, he would have said Colorado is going to the Big 12 before the announcement of the TV deal, and they are wi- are waiting, wanting to say it till after. I don't, I don't know that they're going. Uh, OG Gary, Utah is going 11 and one. They got to stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Mott, no child should ever be homeless or want for anything. It's tough, dude. That's why we appreciate your donation. Thank you. Uh, Force Ghost Fabio, Dion might not even travel for road games. I wouldn't. Well, it, and he works. The problem is the blood clotting thing and elevation, and you got to. Pressure changes and humidity, and it's a uh, it's a it's a tough road to hoe. OG Gary Pegleg Sanders, easy <laughs> man. You guys are come to that. You guys are cold blooded. Ken Washington, haha. Washington, lol. USC losers. Okay. Yeah, I don't know about all that, dude. Yeah, Alex Larson. I love Prime, but he doesn't need to go to the Pack Media Day for the circus. He is the circus. He is the guy this year. So I agree. He shouldn't go. I have no problem with it. Jam on my jelly roll. I'm ready for the month of October to come so we can hear the Jacko Pizza commercials. Oh, the Jacko Pizza. Damn right, dude. Damn right. The Jacko Pizza. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says Kevin is goaded. I I would agree with that. Kevin Mond is now goaded. Mike Maples, wow, Kevin, you're the man. Kevin's got uh, moolah, indeed. By the way, again, you guys. If you have the bread, if you got a dollar, five dollars, ninety nine, ninety nine, please donate to Advocates Donations on on Venmo. Uh, they are helping kids get back to school, homeless kids get back to school, and it's a it's a great program. It is a great program. If you can send donations, please do. And hey, if you want to be nice, say hey, heard about you on the Monty Show. Here's a dollar. Program. Really appreciate you guys doing that. Uh, OG Gary, let's get some names. Vidcast. Mm. Truckstock Gumby says, uh, Shogram. That's right. Program. Okay. Jam on my jelly roll says, shit, 99.99. Wow. Dude, flex. Let's go. Bro said, hey, I'm Kevin and it's Louie. Uh, Tanner Plummer says, YouTube show. Could. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, you're a program. Program. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Kaufman, what's up? YouTube show is what you guys are. Truth? Yeah. Truth? Uh, yes. Taking my daughter to see Dude, Barbie. What did I tell there you? you go, I told, I'm telling he, you Barbie's going to light it up. Kurt's not going on his own. No, I know. But I'm just saying I think Barbie's going to do really well. I think it will, too. I think it will, too. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, Jeff Whitworth. Will Farrell is in Barbie. Is he really? I didn't know that. I, I was That's too. cool. I was too focused on somebody else that's in Barbie. Oh! Uh, it's fair. Going to Barbie because my girls want to see it. See? See? What did I tell you? That's all good. Giggity says, Tanner, aren't you taking your mom to see Barbie this weekend? <laughs> I think so. Has anyone here seen F- Sound of Freedom? No, but it's getting highly rated. Getting highly rated. Okay. Uh, J-Rod, Barbie is estimated to open over $100 million this weekend. <laughs> I know that this is one of those rare weekends where two blockbusters premiere at the same time. I don't know that it'd be calling Barbie a blockbuster. Oh, they're expecting it to be a blockbuster. Well. I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Yeah. They're expecting it to be a blockbuster. So. Yeah. 
We'll see. I mean, it, 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 when you talk about blockbusters, I mean, it, it's not the blockbuster that our friends at Super Chicks in Ogden and St. George are. No. I mean, when you're Super Chicks and the blockbuster is a deluxe chicken sandwich that's a breaded breast of chicken in a full <laughs> breast of chicken, fresh cut veggies, the produce, always fresh, always chopped in house. If you go to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden, or down in the GZ in St. George, and you do not get the pickles. I, you're, I can't you're doing it help wrong. You. I can't help you. Yeah, that's stupid. Sometimes you have to help yourself by yeah. getting the pickles at Super Chicks. It's amazing. Salt and pepper French fries. Pickle. By the way, their French fries are amazing. Oh, that's right. They chop them in-house every day. It's awesome. And the other thing that I love about Super Chicks as a brand, but especially especially with our guys up in uh, Ogden on Riverdale Road, and they also own um, St. George. They're just good dudes. Yeah, They're a family. They're brothers that own these restaurants. And so they're passionate about it. They work in the stores themselves, like their dads, their brothers. Like The whole family works in the stores. So you get really good service, really good food, a full chicken breast. You know how some of these other chicken shacks will give you like thighs? Mm-hmm. No, no, bro. It's always a chicken breast. <laughs> at Super Chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden and down in the GZ. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. A couple of more. Um, let's see. Nick M says, Big 12 is not merging with the Mountain West Conference. It's the PAC's remnants that'll be merging with the Mountain West. I agree. Absolutely. Spangler, I lost my job Monday and just donated $10 to the advocates. Oh, dude, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm not trying to brag, just trying to show how much I hate to hear kids in poverty. Spangler. Tell us what you do. Yeah, what do you do, bro? Introduce yourself. I can assure you that the 2.5 million people that listen to this show every month, there's one of them that can help you get a job. Yeah, there's a that's happened before on this show. Yes, that's happened when, many times. When people have lost jobs, they've said, hey, I'm an accountant, and people Boom. have gotten jobs. So, yeah, Boom. absolutely. Uh, Glenn says, I'm taking Mrs. Aztec to see Barbie. Hey. But again, okay, Glenn, real- you're not going on your own. When you go to a movie, <clears throat> so like... And Glenn, I don't know if you're a big Barbie fan or whatever, right? Whoa, but, whoa, 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 whoa. Kurt Holy Peters gives crap. us $200. Just got clipped in icing the boys. Won't be adding the homeless oh kids. Oh, my God. You did not. Just got clipped. You did not. Are you being real right now, he's, Kurt? He's no Nick Cannon, though. Damn. He's he's no Phil Rivers. Hiscock. Hiscock. Won't be adding the homeless kids. Please pass this along to the advocates. Wow, wow Kurt, bro. appreciate that. And we will. Appreciate that. Thank you so much. That is, that's unbelievable, now, dude. Now, you have some experience in this realm. I mean, what's the, what's the, the procedure? Is it a couple days? Does no, it last oh, no. a week? No, I have, um. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the deal here? I have, I have been clipped. This is, I'm sorry, what? It was a glitch, sorry. Stay hard. I have been clipped. It right. is nothing. It is it's about 3 minutes worth of a procedure that you're awake for. And so n- your normal time. Yeah, this is non-sports stories. We should not be <laughs> um See, that's some of my best work right there. Do you feel better? That, yes, yes. Actually, I do. Yes. Says the front to back guy. Honestly, that's our stroking guys. Excuse me. Actually, the back to front guy. You got to get stroked. <laughs> Mr. Dingleberry. Yes. Yes. Whatever. 
Kurt anyway. Peter, Kurt, thank you so much. Yes. That's amazing. Thank you. Uh, Big 12 Truck Stop Conference, Cap- Captain. O- so, Captain, um, what conference are you a fan of? And let's make sure, because I'll go through the entire conference and make sure there's not a single truck stop in any of the cities. Yeah. I don't. And somebody needs to explain it to me. What is truck stop com- yeah, conference What is mean? the diss? What is the insult? Yeah. Associated? Because I truly don't get it. There's a truck stop in every single town. Oh, what are you talking about, man? What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Alex uh, Larson, I had a can of bucked up Miami yesterday. Not bad, but nothing I'm going back to. Damn. Wow. That's okay. the first time I've ever heard someone you're, be like, dude, I don't like Miami. Yeah, you're the first one that um you're the first one that I've ever heard not like Miami. Yeah, everyone always says Miami's the best. And I have to agree. I mean Try, but now the white gummy bear is amazing. Mm-hmm. The white gummy bear is amazing. Uh Wild Fishing Scotland says wow. Yeah, that was crazy, Kurt. Seriously, bro. Like, I know we've had our fights. I appreciate you, dude. Saul Goodman says boo M Kurt. What do you mean, boo? <laughs> no more babies. Uh, Big Kurt OG Gary Dude. says, indeed. Kaufman says, nice. And Donuts says, Kurt Stud. Yeah. Um, Ken Williams, Travis, that's a lie. Tra- I don't. What did Travis say? I don't, yeah, what I don't know. Uh, Kevin Peterson, if the Pac-10 thought about merging the, with the Mountain West, I can't believe they'd want all the Mountain West comp. Well, you take what you get, right? I mean, that's like saying that the Dodgers wanted to re-sign Clayton Kershaw when we all know they didn't, but they had to. With all due respect. You know. Uh, Tanner says, Kurt, are you serious? Kurt says, for real. For real, bro. Uh, Kurt says, I passed out during the procedure. Wow. Okay, maybe I just had it easy. When I got the boys clipped, it was in an office. It wasn't at, like, the hospital. It was in an office. Yeah. The most awkward part, and I want to be careful, right? is you have a nurse that has to cut your grass. Right, right. If you understand what I mean. Yeah, like dude. Yeah, I got razor you. And, yeah, 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 I got you. you. Know, yep, yep. That's yep. a little awkward. Yep. But the dude walks in, you're numbed up down there, oh, and he's just dude. like, slit, slit, chink, chink, stitch it up. Yeah. And it's like a day and a half of chilling. Yeah. And that was it. Crazy, dude. Yeah. That was that was no big deal. I'm a big believer in that, though. I, I'm I'm not about that ten kid life. You're not about that ten nah. kid life. Okay. Hey, uh, everybody, welcome David Lutz Lusty to the membership. Let's go, baby. David, appreciate you, man. Good job today, man. Very you guys are kicking ass. Showing today, I have to say, you guys are kicking ass. We appreciate that, man. Thank you so much. Um, William Lorig says Jeff is a closet Barbie. I don't know. What does that mean? Wow. That mean See, Jake, now you're getting Jimmy Austin says uh, three minute Monty. <laughs> Whatever. You're a jerk. My bad. <laughs> Maury Alvarez. I told you that in confidence. Yeah. And I, I told it was two minutes and 56 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I was clipped and they had to put me under to get it done. Ooh. It's it's a little nerving, you know. Uh, San Diego State Glenn says the tugging by the dock is borderline nauseating. Dude. The wor- honest to God, the worst part for me was the the and I remember it vividly, the more than attractive nurse comes in and she starts landscaping your stuff. And it's just like, whoa. Dude. Whoa. That was the worst part of it. Yeah. You know, Jeremiah Champion. 
about the job thing, I choreographed for small marching bands that are either just starting or building. Top five last two years in Class 1A, just saying. Wow. Shout out to any band directors that may be here. Damn. Let's go. Dude, see, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? Like, there are people here listening right now that, that could probably help you find something. Okay. I like it. Uh, MJ Bissett. I vote on Pac-12 on regular YouTube with Monty Show pregame, sponsored by Papa, by Papa Murphy's. The advocates bucked up super chicks. Hey, beggars can't be choosers. Well, you're going to have to give us $10 more and fix that Papa John's. Yeah, because we don't do Papa John's, bro. Sorry, bro. <laughs> My guy, MJ Vassell. Appreciate you, the $10. You, Thank you so much. That's awesome. <laughs> he said. The doctor's office says, I could honestly see Bless Estate joining the pack. I could too. But is it now? Is it now? That's the bigger question. Nick M., uh, Utah won't go to the Big 12 and won't go to the Big won't get a Big 10 invitation. I but again, that comment assumes the Pac-12 is going away and I I will again just say it's not. Yeah, and I just don't think that hey, even if they had a Big 10 invite, I don't think the Big 10's the best spot for them. Like no. yeah, sure the money's there, but but the Big 12 to me is the the perfect fit. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. It's not as perfect as the Papa Murphy's calzones though. With the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the uh, mobile app. Papa Murphy's mobile app so easy to use. You can put your order in at 7 a.m., pick it up at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Good to go. Always fresh. Always fresh ingredients. Always quick and easy at home. So much quicker. So much more affordable for your family than ordering takeout, um, delivery pizza and stuff. No, dudes. Trust me, get to Papa Murphy's. You get fresh ingredients, fresh produce, fresh dough, everything you need, and the marinara meatball. Dudes, you got to do it. Great. And if you're a Calzone fan, get the Calzone and put the marinara meatball on top of it. Dude, so good. Make sure you use the promo code MOTC25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Did you like that? Yeah. I mean, I know I'm a three minute guy, but yeah, yeah. I can still hit the high note. Yeah. Ah. (laughs) Look, look, Swifty, take it easy. Seriously. Uh, Hour number three of the Monty Show is always presented by our good friends at Bucked Up, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. We've been talking about the best flavor of Bucked Up. Today is it? It's a record breaking day on the show for a lot of reasons that I don't know, but it's a record breaking day because. We had somebody say, hey, Miami's not my favorite flavor. I don't like it. It's not bad, but I'm not. Try the white gummy bear. The entire line of Bucked Up Energy drinks, which is what I think Bucked Up is probably most known for. I'm a huge fan of the Miami and the white gummy bear. I stock both of them here in the studio. I love them. But I'm telling you guys, you'll find your flavor. Blood Raz, amazing. And I know that they, most of the time, if you order, you can get, you can get like, Bucked up at Walmart. You can get 
on walmart.com. You can order all their products at buckedup.com, but you can go into any Maverick store and get it. You can go into any holiday store and get it, right? Like it's readily available now. Try them all. If you shop at Harmon's grocery store, your local grocer, you're going to see they have it stocked cold in the case. And it's amazing. I'm a huge Miami fan, but the Mike Maples, the white gummy bear, mm, so good. If you want to shop online, please do so. Buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to save 20% off at checkout. By the way, real quick update. Stepped on the scale this morning. Lost three more pounds. Telling you, and I don't know what I did with my, I had my bucked up shaker. The bucked up protein shake, amazing. It is powering me. I use the bucked up. I use the bucked up uh, collagen peptides. It holds me over. I use the buck bars, which in the description below, you can get a uh, free sampler pack of buck bars uh, from bucked up. I'm telling you guys, I credit bucked up and golf. Thank God for PXG. Uh, hmm. I credit, I credit bucked up in the game of golf canyons, golf. Love it. That's why I'm losing weight. I'm far more active and bucked up is absolutely a huge part of it. So whew, now I only have, I think I have, I have to lose 1.6 pounds per week to meet my goal by November 18th. I'm going to kill that. Let's do it. I am going to kill that. I am under 30 pounds to go. For my weight loss goal before uh, before we go to uh, Hawaii. So I'm excited about that. Mike Rayner says, good job, Monty. Losing weight is tough. I uh, have fought that my entire life. Join the club, dude. In my, my adult life, I have fought it. I have fought it. Uh, let's see. J-Rod says, my favorite uh, bucked up is Rocket Pop. Okay. That's the one with the flag on it, right? Yes. I believe it is. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, white gummy bear sounds like it has weed in it. <laughs> I mean, it may. I doubt it. It's more like cocaine. Cocaine! Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, let's see. Jeff Woodworth, bucked up, uh, would sell big in Alaska. Uh, the shotgun shell packaging is lit. I'm hey. telling you guys, you're talking about the uh, buckshot. Yep. That's buckshot. And it looks like, li- quite literally, there you go. You can see it. It looks like a, uh, it looks you like see a shotgun there, shell. Because it's called buckshot? Yeah, it's called buckshot. Yeah, so, so it looks like a shotgun shell. It looks like a shotgun shell. Yeah. Uh, Ken Williams says, I like Mango Tango. Mango tango Kenny, fire, let's bro. go. Yeah, Mango Tango is fine. Let's go. Yeah, my, my flavor stack is definitely Miami, Mango Tango, you know. But so yesterday, and you guys don't care about this. Yesterday was a tough day, eating-wise. Didn't get to eat much yesterday. But we did the show in the morning. And then we had the golf tournament in the afternoon. I wanted to go to the driving range. Did the show, went right to the driving range, went home and felt like an emaciated puppy. It was terrible. It was awful. I pounded 30 ounces of water with a scoop of uh, bucked up racked BCAs. The grape, oh, turned my day around. It was amazing. Uh, Oh, look at that. C. Kaufman, or Kaufman, excuse me. Uh, gives us $50 and says, please pass this on to the kids. You guys are amazing. Dude, you guys are incredible. You guys are awesome. Really appreciate you helping us with that. Thank you. Uh, Kurt Peter says, people splash in the pot today. Appreciate that, dude. Thank you so much. Mapes says, uh, gummies, gummy and cherry candy are my two new uh, favorites. I have not had the cherry candy. I might have to. I'm a huge fan of cherry. Yeah. My wife gets these produce boxes every week now. 
And we have two huge bags of cherries. She's going to make cherry uh, tarts this weekend. Oh. Dude, she made apricot tarts last weekend. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. Saul Goodman says, Alaska or Arkansas? Yes. No, nah, it's Alaska. It's Arkansas Alaska. is AR. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yes, people are splashing the pot. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, those buckshots look to be around four gauge. Exactly. You know. You know. Uh, I've only found Mango Tangle and uh, Blue Raz. Not bad. Still want some Miami. Well, I don't know where you are. Where are you? Yeah, Miami's goaded, dude. Yeah, and it's opinion. hard to get. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. It is not the easiest thing to get your hands on. Chad Masters, before I lost weight, I could have uh, been described as a white gummy bear. Okay. 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 You know. <laughs> a white gummy bear. You know. That's funny. The, fun, the, the best part about losing weight is seeing people you haven't seen in a while. And they're just like, dude, bro. Oh, yeah, dude. It then is you step up on that tee box and pipe one three fifty. Let's go. Yeah, it is. Uh, the hard part is the consistency. And again, I tell you guys, you got to talk to people and be held accountable for your weight loss. Because working with Jake all day, we hold each other accountable. Um, Mrs. Monty is absolutely a massive part of making sure that. You know, I don't, you know, when, when she says, Hey, what are we doing for dinner? And I'll be like, Hey, let's go to super chicks for the ninth time this week. And, she, and she'll be like, no, nah, you know, we should probably just, you know what I mean? Like you have to have that accountability. Yeah. Uh, Maury Alvarez says two days ago, I hit a, uh, I hit a bucked up and then went and rocked a state teacher's test. Uh, love helping, uh, kids boys. Yeah. Dude, I'm t- the, the kid innocent thing. Oh, it's dude, is it's, what really bothers me. Yeah, because nowadays we, our kids just lose their innocence. Like it's they come out of the womb and their innocence is gone. Yep. Appreciate that, Maury. Hope you and the kids are good. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Uh, Ken says blue Raz is really good. Buckshot watermelon, dude. Yeah. Buckshot oh, dude. watermelon, bro. Buckshot watermelon for is... buckshot. It's watermelon then blood Raz for me. It's fair. I mix the bucked up Miami energy powder with carbonated flavored water and it's solid. I. I have not gotten into the carbonated water thing yet. I probably should. Connor Johnson, did we talk about the open at all? Dude, what is going on with JT? Dude, he's plus 11. Because it's garbage. I could have done better than that guy. Yeah. Come on. Jagoff. I shoot in the 70s now. Don't you know that? Um, And I kid you not, an amateur. Oh, excuse, excuse me. me. An amateur. Thank you. An amateur is leading the open. And it it has been tough. Rom and Rory were were in both in pot bunkers on 18. Like yeah. I mean, the bunker game at the open is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Cristo Lamprecht, I think is how you say yeah, his name. Arizona State amateur. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, leading the open at minus five. Unbelievable. Jeff Whitworth, losing, lo, hello, losing weight messes with my golf shot. 100%. Too much for me to diet, dude. dude. It has been very difficult. And I, I don't, I'm not even joking. Losing weight. The biggest issue for me with weight loss in golf is it allows me to clear my front side much quicker. And I think that's why I'm, I've had, I've lost my driver the last three weeks. Yeah. And yesterday, Ryan Kanaswich, the head coach of the Utah Grizzlies. Um, was in our foursome. We were in his foursome. Right. Um, and I was I was just terrible with the driver the first five holes, six holes. And he's like, hey, you sway a lot. Stop swaying. 
was like, okay, cool. Stepped up, didn't sway, boom. Yeah. Out of here. It yeah, was dude. unbelievable. Yeah. The difference it made. And that dude can golf. Yes, he can. That dude can absolutely crush it. Uh, Salty Drunk says, so sad. What do you, what is that? The sad? kid thing. Yeah, it is. It's brutal. It, yeah. Mape says, can we talk about the $60 million fine for uh, Snyder? You beat me to it. Daniel Snyder. Did you guys hear about this in the NFL? And I think most people have um, by now. Um, Daniel Snyder no longer owns the Washington Commanders. Thank God. Part of the sale agreement, and it was a unanimous approval. Part of the sale agreement was he was fined $60 million. Ow! By the NFL. And the question here is, it, he agreed to pay the fine. And it, it, the $60 million essentially is because the investigation they did into Dan Snyder and his ownership of the Washington Commanders, he was just a deplorable POS. Yeah. And now it's alleged through this whole thing that he deliberately, and I want to read this directly from Adam Schefter, he deliberately withheld millions of dollars in revenue from the other clubs and has agreed to pay a $60 million fine because of it. A 23-page report detailing the findings of an independent investigation into Snyder's conduct was released just minutes after its owners unanimously approved the sale of the commanders to Josh Harris, which is amazing. This guy is a terrible person. And yet, it took him selling the team to out him. And I, that's what really bothers me about the NFL. Mm -hmm. And I know we've had this conversation repeatedly over the history of this show. My passion for NFL football has waned because of the domestic violence, the lack of regard for player safety, the terrible acts against women that have been allowed to go on for decades in the NFL. It, it, they just don't care about anything but making money. And when you look at the way that they treat their players and that you look at like this running back argument we had the other day, that just the, the refusal to pay guys what they deserve, not paying Saquon Barkley is just stupid. Not paying Zach Martin at the Cowboys is just stupid. But they're going to penny pinch players and they're going to cover up for Dan Snyder, their billionaire white owner friend. And it pisses me off to no end. Now, do things like this happen at the college level? Of course they do. But in the NFL, it is just so blatantly a middle finger to the rest of the country and they, they live under this blanket of protection. And they're still a $7 billion industry and growing. And we still watch the games. I still buy Chicago Bears merchandise. It's I, everything on Sunday. I golf in their hats. Because you're exactly right. It's everything on Sunday. And it's really frustrating. And you're a guy that far more prefers the NFL to college football. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, like, I really enjoy big-time college football. Like, obviously, you know, the biggest games of the year, I'm all about it, right? Anytime 
Alabama and Georgia are playing or whatever the case may be. We all know those those great A matchups that we all look forward to. Um, but, I, but I think the trouble is, is that on Sunday, you know, the NFL, every game, truly, every game has the potential to be a great game, even when it's crap teams. You, you can still get, you know, some barn burner of a game between terrible teams. And I think that ultimately is why the NFL is successful, because ultimately, whether you're the best team or the worst team in the league, you can win on Sunday. That's that's the genius of the NFL. And so for me, yeah, when we're talking about domestic violence, when we're talking about the Dan Snyders of the world, when we're talking about like the Tua thing, the Tua thing really bothered me last year to a point where I almost didn't watch football, even though we have to watch football to be able to talk about it on the showroom in an intelligent fashion. It really bothered me when, when, when Tua was on the field in Cincinnati going through what he went through. That was incredibly difficult. And and, and it just, it's one of those things where, and this is what I've always said, if I didn't do the show, I don't know that I'd watch nearly as much football as I do, especially in the NFL, because it just, there are so many things about the league that really bothers me. And the concussion thing is like on the forefront, but things like Dan Snyder are, are, are deplorable. Brutal. Awful. Like, and, and I think about it too. But the sad thing is, why did they, why did they force him to sell? Because he allegedly pimped out his cheerleaders to corporate sponsors? No. Was it because of the misogyny and the racism um, and the systematic oppression that allegedly happened to the workforce inside the Washington organization? No. Oh, he took money from us? Yeah, fuck that guy. He's out. Yeah. That's why they forced him to sell. Was it because he held on to his former franchise name? And refuse to change it? No. It's because he didn't give them all the money they had coming. That's why they forced him to sell. Yeah. That's why it was unanimously approved. All that other stuff was cherry on top of the Sunday. But the the guts, the brownie, and the, I don't know, the other parts of the Sunday, the ice cream and the nuts and your mom right, and right. all that, that was all about the money. Yep. And it's it it just, it bothers me. They do the, everything for the wrong reasons. The Tua thing? Yeah. The DeMar Hamlin thing where you, you've got idiot Bayless talking about how this game's got to be finished. But like, so the DeMar thing's really interesting because for me, my experience with that was like, wow, this is a, a, just something you don't see in the league. I mean, DeMar Hamlin was something that uh, you just don't see in sports. I mean, that was such a freak accident. But yeah, afterwards, you know, Skip Bayless doing what he did yep. and like all the people saying that, you know, DeMar Hamlin, it, like, is dead and it's a stunt double or whatever. Like, that's the type of stuff that really bothers me. But but ultimately, I agree with you. They do everything for the wrong reasons. And they take forever to act on anything. I mean, again, whether it's, you know, Zeke or Greg Hardy or, you know, Ray Rice back in the day, right? Like, you... you but like, this is a guy that... But this is a guy that sexually harassed his own employees routinely yeah. according to Adam Schefter. Yes. Now, nah, we're not he, he that this is the NFL. We do that all the time. Hey, John, anybody remember John Gruden? Oh my that God. whole scandal? Yeah, God. It's John Gruden. Chucky'll live. It's but like fun. John Gruden's a perfect example. John Gruden's now suing because of the way the emails were leaked and because of like trying to get back into the league. This it, guy has allowed it all to happen. There My point is all that other stuff in the NFL is terrible. Dan Snyder's the worst of the worst, and they only 
only opened the door for him to get kicked to the curb because he kept money from them. Facts. That was all it. All they care about. That was all. And it, 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 it yeah, it's And brutal. by the way, the handling of this reinforces the idea that if you're a billionaire, you can do anything you want to do in the NFL yeah. and in the world because you can pay to get your way out of it. Mapes, uh, the running back market has completely changed too. It's not worth paying running backs the same as other positions now. All running backs, it's not worth. Saquon Barkley, you should have paid his ass. Yeah. Now you're going to lose him. He, he will not finish his career as a giant. Well, and I think there's, as always, Mapes, like with positions, there's everybody and then there's the top cut, right? So like Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, uh, I'd even throw Dalvin Cook in there. Like those guys... Pay those guys. They are game-breaking players. Yep. J.K. Marshall says Monty made it racial with the white slur. Tell me I'm wrong. We've talked about this openly on the show. Yeah. It's not a slur. Where's the minority owner that is leading the, the ownership group? No, go ahead. I'll wait. Tell, who's Please. that? Where, where's the where's the black owner of an NFL team that's out front and being hey by the way in a leadership position? Who did they sell the organization to? Well, they sold it to a, a wealthy African American man, right? No. Oh no, that's right. It's another rich white guy that gets to sit at the table. Nope. And if you look at the group of owners in the NFL, look at my Chicago Bears. Yep. It's a thousand year old grandmother. Yep. And then it's going to be passed down to her kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. It's systematic ownership in the NFL, executives in the NFL, coaching hires in the NFL, in my opinion, and I think the data clearly spells this out, it's systematic racism. Well, that's why the Rooney Rule is such a joke. Like it, it is generational wealth and generational control. Period. There's no there's no I don't even know that you can argue that. The, in the in the National Football League, it is a bunch of white guys that are older billionaires. Jerry Jones is very comfortable. Robert Kraft is very comfortable. Dan Snyder is going to be very comfortable. They protect each other. They keep each other. They make money for each other. Oh, and once you don't make money for each, it's the mob, dude. You don't steal from you don't steal from us. Yeah, you don't steal from the syndicate, right? Like how? That's not a slur. That's a fact. Yeah. That is a fact. Yeah. Good luck making an argument, dude. If you believe that there is minority representation in NFL ownership, you don't know the, the ownership in the NFL. Because there's not. If you look at the percentages, talk to Eric Bieniemy about coaching hires and processes. <laughs> we're we're retreading terrible quarterbacks. Please, come on now. Come on now. Like, I, I don't even know that this is a an argument. You know what I mean? I, I just, I, I think that's just the fact of it. Ken yeah. Williams, uh, LOL, you, so you guys are so racist, why can't you say bad people? What do you mean bad people? Yeah, I don't understand what you mean, dude. I, 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 there are, you need to clarify that. I don't, know, I don't know what that means. There are a ton of bad dudes that own a lot of things. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Uh, you are sounding an awful lot like South Africans crying about generational wealth. Very unfair point, sir. So, when I say generational wealth, it, and again, just look at the ownership hierarchy of the Chicago Bears. I mean, they, there is no better example than that. There's no better example than that. And I, 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 I can't even think of 
Like if you look at the most successful franchises, whether it is Bob Kraft in New England, Jerry Jones in Dallas, uh, I, you look at the power structure of the NFL, who's running the business? This is not me. This is well documented. Yeah, this isn't some... You guys can turn this into some bigger deal. This is this is well documented. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Choi says it's the the billionaire fraternity. It yeah. is. There's nothing like and I and I just like literally I don't think it's a hot take to say the NFL is run by a bunch of rich white owners. Like yeah. that's not a hot take. That is that's what it is. West Virginia Mountaineer Lair with Kenny. It's not cool. I don't attack anyone's team, period. I want some respect. Or the what do you mean? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Did I just miss like an entire thing? Yeah. In, well, you know. Uh, Jeff Woodworth, Robert Kraft got too comfortable, allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Did he go to jail for Oh, no, he didn't. That's right. Uh, Aaron Wilson, what's up, Aaron? I wish I was a white billionaire. Yeah, I didn't win the Powerball, by the way. I didn't. Uh, it's fair. I agree that uh, there aren't class acts, but that has nothing to do with race, dude. We're, I'm, not ta- I'm not saying they're bad guys because they're white. <laughs> yeah, you're missing the point here. I'm saying they're just bad guys who don't get in trouble when they're bad guys because they're protected by their their syndicate. Yeah. That's the NFL. Yeah. It's always been the NFL. Whether it's look at Jerry Jones, look at Bob Kraft, look at Dan Snyder, look at over and over and over again. If you can play, you will you will get paid in the NFL regardless of what you do. Which Ray Rice is a different exception. But Come on now. Look at Mr. Washcloth. Yeah. Got paid by a really rich white guy. Uh, Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, it's endless. Yeah. OG Gary, isn't the Panthers owner a Pakistani? He is. And and how much? No, Jacksonville you're you're talking about. Yeah, Jacksonville. And how much much power does he have? Oh, by the way, he owns Premier League clubs too, and he has a ton of power there. Yeah. In the NFL? Hmm. I don't think so. Delaric, we need to see who will buy the next team most likely the Texans. The McNair family will not. You think they're going to sell the Texans? I know this has been bandied about. Uh, San Diego State beat you to it, Monty. The NFL mob, yeah. I think that's a great way to describe it. Honestly, I do. It is a syndicate. Uh, Spangler, South Africa is not exactly the greatest example to bring up in this situation. Well... You ain't wrong. Big Dog O-Town, your audience is well aware of what y'all saying, but we'll never admit it, but I won't say the dog whistle terms. Okay. Kevin Mott, money trumps everything, though. If a minority came to the table and had the Benjamins to buy a franchise that's on the open market, they certainly could. I, I, I don't even disagree with that. Yeah, that's why the Phoenix Suns got sold to Matt Ishbia, right? Well, <laughs> that's well, the NBA. Serious, though, right? Like, like, if you think about it, like, again... And, and I'm not trying to be hot take or red ass. Really, really think about it. When is the last time in the U.S., because I agree it's very different overseas, in the U.S., when is the last time a major core four team got sold to a minority? Probably Bob Johnson and then Michael Jordan. I mean, those are probably, that's probably the two, trans- and it's the same transaction, by the way. Um, I'm just trying to think of, and let's look it up. I can look, easily look it up. Um, I can't, I can't think of a, of a major NFL franchise that is, yeah, I can't think of one. 
because there really isn't. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, Ken, see, this is not what I'm saying. I don't agree. If someone owns something, they earned it. Nobody's saying they didn't earn it. Yeah, we're not talking about that. Nobody said, when I say generational, you can't argue the fact that these teams and franchises are, look at the Chicago Blackhawks. The Wirtz family will never divest of the Blackhawks. Yeah. Look at the, again, the McCaskey family. Yep. Look at the the Mara family. Look at the McNairs. Look at the, it's, there are many kids that are rich in this country that fail upward. <laughs> like it, it, that's, that's not a, no, we've had the honest argument on the show that we have to stop shaming rich people. And I agree with that. But we've also got to shame rich people who do terrible things like Daniel Snyder and yet are protected by their rich friends. That's what the NFL 